So, this is Chris Apocalypse episode 143. Of all the episodes, this is going to be my favourite, I can tell. Because, Anne, I have something fucking amazing to talk about right before we start the podcast. Are you okay to do so? Your birthday's not that amazing. No, not my birthday, although it does tie into getting older. Oh. Alright. So, today I was trawling along on my way back home, because <clears> I, I was on a long trek to get back. And um, and I was listening to YouTube, and an ad YouTube. came on. An ad came on. Oh, right. Right? And this ad was immediately to me sounded like a joke. It couldn't be real. So I did a little bit of research. And it is real. I want to talk to you about the Forever Social. Now, have you heard about the Forever Social? That's a no, Ant. So, Ant, what the Forever Social does is they take your social media presence. And when you die, they make an AI counterpart based on your social media, um, like, aggregate... And that exists beyond your life. All right. How long do they plan to stay in business? I have no idea, but they say that they are ready for any type of social media that occurs in the next 100 oh. years. Ah, oh, they know what's going to be developed. Yeah, essentially. One of the things that made me most curious about it, though, is they say that your dead body, or at least your existence in the digital digital sphere, will also create memes. Oh. I don't create memes now. What's dead me doing creating memes? What That's are the good, memes going to be? Are they going to be like... generated memes? Yeah. There's that one where it's got the... Um... I is dead, lols. No, no, the one where it says... It's got Thomas from um, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. And he's like, me, when I stop the fan, turn the fan off. Yeah. And then the next picture is everyone else in the helicopter. Like, looking angry, because he's turned the helicopter. Oh, later. wow. I can't wait. <laughs> That's a really good Anyway, so I've signed up. AI-driven me. I've signed up for a consultation. No, I don't. And they're going to tell me about the subscription costs and what I can expect from my from my dead <laughs> self once mm-hmm. I am gone. Yeah. Because I want my family to know every so often my Well, opinions. they see that you engage a lot in racism and transphobia. Yeah. yeah. Pe- transphobia. See, that's people, the so- thing. That's the thing. So you remember Google had an AI thing not long mm-hmm. ago. So Google had an AI thing in 2016, right? And again, I've been researching this for the last few hours because I'm fucking curious about it. So Google had an AI thing a few years ago that they basically gave the two AI um, AI computers one bit of information, and that was the value of free items that they would then barter for. Mm. So each AI counterpart, their own goal, their only goal was to get the items that were the highest value, but the only person who had items was with another AI that had the same goal. Mm. And so yeah. this text-based interaction between these two machines, uh-huh. initially it started out they mm-hmm. were talking language. After a few lines, they no longer spoke language. They would now use code. And that code would be like a shorthand of the English language. So yes, yes, yes would be, I want to buy all of the stock you currently hold and the item that you've said in the last sentence. So it'd be like, bull, yes, yes, yes. You know, and so on and so forth. And they just couldn't understand any of the shit they were saying. But by the end of it, both the AI counterparts had achieved their goal. They both had the items at the value that they were expected expected to receive them. Oh, well done to them. They bought something. And it's so fucking weird that they because you remember again there was an AI bot not long ago that was like a Twitter thing that was for a social media company, and they had to take it offline because it just became a racist asshole within a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the internet's a hellscape. Yeah. And we are all but, you know, tiny specks of dust in a hellscape of racial memes and transphobic well, the, shit. And, yeah, because and you engage with trans turfs and stuff all the time. And well, I like to UKIP wind is, them up. It's going to think, oh, he's really into being a turf and look, UKIP. 
they're not called Ukippers anymore. They're called Tories. And I like to wind those people up a little bit on Twitter. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but then the AI thinks you enjoy that content, and therefore that's what you'll be... I don't like anyone. That's what you're dead... Could AI. it not differentiate a like from a comment? No, they rarely do. Do they not? That's the problem with AI. That's why you... I'm going to have to bring this up with them. You've got to be careful I'm... what you watch on YouTube before right-wing YouTube yeah, takes true, over. Because it's been sneaking in. Like, like you watch uh, one positive video about a film, and then right-wing YouTube is all yeah. over your thing. Have you noticed that, like, if you watch a f- like something about like a video game and the quartering's done a video, it recommends the quartering. Oh, fucking, no, I blocked him. I blocked him as well, but it still sneaks in there sometimes. Fucking him, Mauler, friggin'. Who's Mauler? Uh, he he thinks he's figured out the objective way to review films, and he does like multiple part, like seven hour long video essays in inserted comma. Because if you wrote this as an essay for college, you would get kicked out of college. Oh yeah, but like. People go, no, no, you should watch it and give it a chance. It's like part one is two and a half hours long and there's five parts. I'm not the f- the the f- your films that you're talking about aren't that complex. No, like <laughs> it's not the people that say that Joke is one of the most complicated films they've ever seen. It's like no, it's not. It's baby's Simple. first serious film. Yeah, um, but so that brings me on to the other thing. Your review. Well, no, not yet. Just almost. Oh, for God's sake. What Pete's sake? Flip's sake. Flippity doodah. Um, but no, um, it brings me on to the other thing, and it's just social media in general seems completely fucked. It doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like there's a general consensus. Friend face. <laughs> it doesn't. Was it friend face? Was that what it was called? Was that the one from the It Crowd? No, there was a. Because I was going to say that's uh, where that's where he is now. Before Facebook and all that, there was one. That, there was just before MySpace oh, even. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No idea. Um, AOL Messenger. Bebo. I had Bebo. Yeah. I had Bebo back in the day. Yeah, only two um, people talk to people had Bebo, children and paedophiles. Yeah. Well, I was a child at the time, eventually. Mm. <laughs> mm. I was a kid at the time, and Bebo was just the thing that you were... Because everybody else had MySpace, but I didn't like MySpace because MySpace... Whenever you loaded a MySpace website, you were risking getting epilepsy. Mm. Like, you were risking discovering you had epilepsy, I should say, not yeah, I knew getting a, epilepsy. I know a special needs lad, and his MySpace page was just no, nothing but animated GIFs. Yeah, it's like GIFs of Batman kicking, and it's there's a row of them. all over everywhere. Yeah, just no, just no. I think it played, like, three pieces of music at the same time, because he just put three players on there or something. Oh. It was the horrendous... <laughs> So strange, but anyway, yeah. Sorry. So, um, so yeah. So, social media in general is fucked. Anyway, why would I really want, shocking? Why would I want my? No one knew that. Why would I want a digital version of me that's going to go on haunting the world afterwards? You're me. What from the Wii? Yeah, you're just drifting in space. It's still. One of my me's might still be on a me adventure, rescuing puzzle pieces and other people. God, I love the Wii music. It's not actually the Wii creation music, that's the Wii no, shop music. The Wii shop but, music you know, yeah. this, the, the Wii had some bops built into that machine, man. Switch, what's it got? You turn on the store and it's just... No, apparently the Switch does have eShop music. Where? I have no idea, I haven't done my Wii. It doesn't have eShop music. No, not the Switch, sorry, the the Wii U had yeah, the Wii did. Yeah, yeah, Wii U could play anything. Yeah. If you go on there, I went on it a couple of weeks ago and it was playing Xenoblade Chronicles soundtrack. What? Yeah. Would you buy on the eShop? I didn't buy anything because they haven't released anything on there for years. Like, <laughs> I just thought I'd see how much of a wasteland it was. What a fucking, what a diss. Yeah. Getting right in there on the Wii U. What a controversial diss. Like the only games released in the last like two years like, oh, on like, there. Yeah, are like random independent stuff. thing. Mm. Like I think like Mute Muds was on there or something. I love Mute Muds. 
And yeah, there was like one random recent game that was clearly kick-started like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, and like one of the stretch goals where, we're going to chuck it on the Wii U. Yeah, oh, Mighty Number no. 9 as well. Ugh. I just remember they eventually did that. <laughs> it was probably the best version. No, it crashed. It, it would crash if you fired your weapon. Oh, really? Yeah, it had all sorts of problems. Oh, it's almost as bad as the PS4 one. Yeah. Anyway. You're supposed to be reviewing things. We review stuff and things. things. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're going to review some stuff and things. I remembered what I forgot to review last time. Oh, did you? Yeah. I did not. I'll think about it later, maybe. I'm going to review my first game. Mm. Anne. Anne, I played a little game called Metamorphosis on the Xbox One. We got a copy of the book Metamorphosis in HMV once, and the cover said Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis? Yeah, there was a typo on it. Mofo fucker. Yeah. The classic um, book, Metamorphosis. Well done, literary agent. Franz Kafka. Your entire job is to deal with paper and words. And they can't do that. Great. Reading books is staring at dead wood for hours and hallucinating. Mm. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Um, so anyway, so Metamorphosis on the Xbox One. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, got a free code. Of course I did, because I'm poor. Um, so uh, Metamorphosis is a game which you wake up, you're a bug. you got you got to find out what happened. Maybe become a human again. But unlike the book, so you're familiar with Franz Kafka's The Metamorphosis book, aren't you? Yeah, I just mentioned it a second ago. Yeah, you're familiar with that book that you mentioned, um, where a guy wakes up and he's a giant bug. His family mm. family rely on him for money and such, and his transformation forces them to become independent of him. Meanwhile, he slowly dies from a wound received by his father, who throws an apple at him, which lodges itself in his carapace. Carapace? Carapace? Shell. Whatever. In his bug body. The game is very much different from that. It is the story, as I said, of a man who um, who wakes up one day, he's an insect, and he has to navigate the insect world, make new friends, and sort of at the same time monitor a situation that's going on with one of his friends who may or may not... Bugs be, life, you say. No. Who may or may not be going for a similar thing, but in the human world. So there's a lot of uh, uh, bureaucracy, bureaucracy. I got there in the end. Um, in the bug world, which is unexpected, but... but does have some hilarious little bits and pieces here and there, um, and you sort of you have to you have to get to the endpoint in the tower, which is which is kind of this mystical place where it's gonna it's gonna either transform you back or or not. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's a weird game. Um, it's not an action game in any way, shape, or form. It's more like a puzzle game. You play a cockroach, so your your view is essentially just you got two bug arms, and you're running around the place very fast. Got a great jump. Uh, one of the things I really liked is there's a mechanic where you walk through a sticky substance and you can then stick on objects and climb objects. Mm. And it feels like... Do you remember uh, Alien vs. Predator back on the, the 1998 version of Alien vs. Predator? Where the you PC play, version. Yeah. Where you play as the alien and basically it's like, it's like okay, I'm walking on the ground, I'm walking on the ground, I'm just going to go up on the wall. And then suddenly the speed hit 100 and you're fucking flying across surfaces. It was a bit the crazy. It was a bit disorienting. Yeah. In this, I wasn't disorientated at all. I knew exactly where I was at all times. And if you can see something, it's not a case of, oh, I have to go from A to B to C to D to get to the place. You can sort of skip areas or you can find alternative routes. It's kind of nice. They just give you enough um, enough ability that you can sort of make your way around the environment. And I'm very much enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Very close to completing it. Um, I... The only thing I'd say is I don't see this being a game that you'd ever play again, and it's really short. Because no. I'm right at the end, I'm about two hours in. You were reading the book to... No, I read the book a long time ago. Yeah, um, yeah. 
bit of an existential crisis created that book. I, uh, yeah. So that one of Animorphs when the guy gets stuck being a bug. Fuck! No, he gets stuck being... Tobias gets stuck being a hawk. What are you Was talking it? about, a bug? Yeah. One of them gets turned into a bug on this. I don't care about that. I care about Tobias. No. I'm team Tobias. Tobias Funk. Tobias, no. He was He's never nude. He was the only person of the of the animals that had a relatively unhappy family life. <clears throat> so he became an eagle to try and fly away, and he was so in love with the with being an eagle and being free and having that freedom that he didn't. He forgot about the two hours because oh. you know the Andalayans only gave them two hours to be animals, and then after that time period, they had to transform back to humans or be stuck as the animals. And there was an ongoing story arc in which Tobias was slowly losing his humanity. <gasps> so he was like, "Oh no, I just want to be an eagle," and I think he had. Eagle girlfriend at one point I can't remember those books got a bit weird and then eventually he got the gift to turn human back but I think that it was the same rules as if he was a human animal so he could only transform into a human for like two hours oh. he came back to see everyone and then they uh, defeated the Yerks I'm pretty sure I'm not sure if they actually defeated the Yerks I think it might have been a cliffhanger there was a Yerk war but the they're Andalayans writing books aren't they no they're rewriting there's a new series mm. that's, that's basically the originals rewritten god I love Animorphs Animorphs Tom Atkins. Mm. Metamorphosis. It's a great game. It's really good. There's not much replay value and it's very short. So I don't know what, you know, I don't know how many people out there looking for a story driven semi puzzler exploration game. But I think the world's really interesting. And I, I think this is something that I, most people could enjoy, even if it's just a short visit. But some people prefer shorter games. I mean, look at me in Resident Evil 3. I replayed it four times. So it wasn't technically a short game. It's about 12 hours. Uh, but no, but. You know, it's that sort of vein where the story and everything else you get for in a run. People moan now if they don't get a hundred hours gameplay Susan out of their Sarandon. ten pound game. I give this a Susan Sarandon. I don't know if it's ten pounds. It's on PC, PS4, and Xbox. I don't know how much it is. You should probably check. No, you're not allowed to play on your phone now. You should have known it. You should have done your research like a professional. You wouldn't get Jared doing this. Markiplier. Pro Jared. Oh, pro Jared. No, he takes women. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If they're under the age of twelve, they're not women. Hmm. He's um. He's still doing stuff. Yeah, he still gets millions of views. Twenty-one pound. Twenty-one pound. There you For go. You got the price. There I think it's go. cross buy. As well. Oh. oh. So you can play on PC if you got it. Oh. Anyway, and your review. Fuck. Um. So I oh, last week right. I was like, "What am I going to review?" Yeah. And I forgot that I'd been playing Animals. Star Wars Racer. What? Star Wars Racer. What? Which was called Star Wars Episode One Racer back in the day. One sec, I just need to. Uh, I think. What are you doing now? Well, the date on my phone says twenty twenty, but you're talking about a game from nineteen ninety six. It got re-released on every console. Oh, okay. It got a HD remaster. It's literally the old game just like scaled up. It's kind of like those PS two ports on PS four. That's how I've played where it. Where they recently. like where they look like look a bit flashy. Oh, no, that's that's the PS two one. That's a different game. That's Racer Revenge. Oh no no! I've got Star Wars Pod Racer. The Star Wars Racer Revenge was a PS2 game that was it was on this. Is it in amongst the PS4 stuff? That's the sequel, Star Wars Racer Episode One Racer, which was the old N64 Dreamcast game. The one that's on PS4 is Star Wars. They, they have got Star Wars Racer now, but if you play the one that was a PS2 game, that's Star Wars Racer Revenge. That's a different game. Episode One Racer. What? What do you mean? You you said you played the PS2 game. I'm just trying to find out. Well, you just talk about your game. There's no use you looking at that. You're interrupting everything. Sorry, I'm not going to interrupt anything. You're interrupting everything. But anyway, it's a straight up port. It's like the PC version. Um, so it's got like the CG intro bits before the races. That's awesome. Um, which was like 
That was on the Dreamcast version as well. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the dual analog stick control thing. That was a secret in the N64 version, though, which is a bit poo. Oh, yeah, because you could use two controllers. You could do a cheat and you could hold both the controllers Woo! and use them as thrusters. Um, I think that would have been a nice little addition they could have put in there. But Yeah, two controllers? Yeah, it doesn't have unless two. it needs a cheat for it, but ugh, I just don't seem to find a way to do it. Um, but it's, yeah, straight up the original game. You just run around courses, you build, upgrade your pod racer. Little Anakin shouts, now this is pod racing every now and again. You get Sebulba goes boss, he goes Devanavanga. And uh, Banfa Poodoo and all that sort of what? stuff. The, flat, the classic lines from Star Wars Episode 1. Nibula Borshi. Um, yeah, it plays music all the way through the races, so that's how you know it's one of the later versions, because the N64 version didn't play music till the last track. Yeah. Which is a bit weird, because it was all just sound effects for the first two tracks, but that was kind of cool, because it's pod racing. Do you yeah. remember in the film, the score doesn't kick in until the third lap in the film. It was all silent, wasn't it? I remember Sebulba. It was just the sound effects as they're racing around. And then when it gets to the last lap, the music kicks in. It's like da 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 and all that. And it gets all How many flashy. pod racers can you name without... There's um, there's that little guy. No, but like actual Star Wars names. Because you're a big Star Wars guy. You've got Sebulba. Yeah. Anakin. Yeah. you got got... Um, what's his name with a funny face? And I'll accept that. <laughs> there's um, the weird... What's there one called? Beedrill something... I have no idea. Greg Proops was one of the announcers. Oh, yeah, yeah. The two-headed what guy. What happened to Greg Proops? He's around. He, I think he's on that American version of Whose Lines anyway, still. Oh, yeah, he probably is. Because they, they stole our show, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And they replaced Clive Anderson with friggin... What's his face? From Drew, Drew, Drew Carey. Drew Carey, yeah. Yeah, he had that show that was basically Dilbert, but... Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he yeah. had a hole in his hand in uh, Community. Oh, good for him. Yeah, that was like, so, I think he wore a glove all the time. And he goes, I know it's a Christmas party, everyone's a little bit drunk, so I'm going to do this so no one can, no one needs to talk about my hand anytime, any other point in the year. So he takes the glove off and he goes, okay, you ready, everybody? And he drops an olive and then catches it on the other side and he goes, now we, it's out in the open, glove goes back on, no one's <laughs> talking about it for the rest of the year. And it's like this nice little... Oh, dear. Yeah. But no, they, um, they've done a pretty like nice job of it. It's, it is basically just, they've made it widescreen. Um, all the HUD and everything could probably have been redone, but they didn't. They just used the old low-res HUD and, sp- and upscaled it, so that looks really out, like, blurry and stuff. Am I going nuts, or did they have something similar to GoldenEye? What? No, they didn't. No, that was, that was, um, that was, um... What do you mean something similar to GoldenEye? So, it was the, uh, the, um, Bounty Hunter game. Had a very similar HUD to, um, GoldenEye. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, it had, like, energy and... That was on PS2. That's a different game entirely. Oh, I don't know. But it's no, they just like kept some of it the same, like the same assets. So all the textures look super old and yeah, like you know, they they've been filtered better because that's just what happens when you put old textures in new consoles. Spinning look a little a good bit trick. Fil- filter and stuff. Spinning the spinning is only a good trick when you're in a f- jet flying around going into the. I'll try spinning. Spinning thing. is a good trick. Yeah, but um, no, it's fine. Runs smoothly. Um, the default controls are kind of rubbish. I don't like them. Because the default controls have got right trigger for accelerate and stuff. And that's normal racing game stuff. But this is pod racing, okay? So you need to booster on each side. I want my uh, my power button, the A button to be my... Or you the B button to be accelerate. You side, You want your, your tilt on the Woo! shoulder buttons, don't you? And Because you've got to flip sideways to get between the small gaps and all that sort of stuff. Would you not have tilt on one of the thumbsticks? No. God, no. Because you have turning on the left thumbstick. You have accelerate and brake on each each pod. No, the right thumbstick you can do. You don't too. accelerate and brake each pod. You just press one and accelerate. Yeah. That's not pod racing. That's pod racing. Jake Lloyd would be spinning in his grave. No, he's still alive. Do you think he bought pod race? 
No, he's probably not a fan. Because <laughs> that poor boy. Because he was one of the many people that Star Wars fans have like just ruined the lives of. Star Wars fans years. are the fucking worst. Yeah, that could be the Jake Lloyd, Ahmed Best, friggin' um, who's the one who plays Rose? Ta- oh, uh, Kelly Tran. Kelly Tran, yeah. yeah. Going after them. The only one it's bounced off of is uh, old thingy, isn't it? Finn, him, John Baker, because he just doesn't give a shit. He's well, like, fuck you. Nor does Oscar Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck. Mm. Although Oscar Isaac is a person of color who sort of. Looks white or fairly whitish, so they don't attack him. If he was black, they'd fucking be all over him. Mm. But yeah, John Boyega doesn't give a fuck. And also, he just punches back at them all the time. To be fair, John Boyega has come out and said, like, I think the first thing he said was, like, it was meant to be Finn and Ray having a romance. And because they couldn't sell that in other markets, they pivoted from that to make it Kylo Ren and Ray. Which then a lot of very <coughs> toxic fans anchored to. I want to know how they couldn't come up with a character arc for Finn when all they had to do was have him rescue some other stormtroopers. Well, that was originally the plan, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a, even in the in the last film, he meets someone who's a former stormtrooper, and there's no there's no reason, no plot, no plot there. You could have had him liberating stormtroopers, going, "Look, we're about to blow the shit out of this place. Want to join our side and help us fight this Palpatine? Because he's a bit of a dick." I would like it if the second film was about Finn discovering he did have force powers, like, but he rejected the idea of the force because he was still in that mindset like, look, I wasn't a good person. I was kidnapped as a kid and made to do some heinous shit. I just want to, like, once this is done, once we've t- cut that tie from the First Order, I want to go on and have the chance to a normal life. I don't want to be a Jedi. Poe. Yeah, that would have been hot. Mm-hmm. I really anyway, like I'm trying to talk about episode one racer and you're going on about like your homoerotic sorry, fan you're right, fictions. You're right, you're right. That you've right. been writing. You're right. I'm sorry, continue talking about no, no. talking about It's a fun it's a fun little game. Yeah. It's Who's easy. your favourite episode one character? My favourite is obviously Watto, who's unproblematic. Um, he's in this game, and when you go to the shops, he says stuff like, oh, they come here and they buy stuff, why they not buy? You know, the you know that what always struck me as weird is that they people point out that Watto is problematic. Yeah. But no one talks about the two clearly clearly Asian stereotypes. Yeah, everyone talks about those as well. <laughs> they they? Get, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Because those were white guys playing those Asian yeah. people. Right? And it's George Lucas going, ah, you know what, I'm just gonna write it as a stereotype. You know who I don't like? Jews and Asians. <laughs> as a Jewish man, I really hate They're Jews. not in the game. They're not? No. Yeah. No, Race of Revenge is the one where you can unlock other Star Wars characters. As and that's the characters. one with big head mode and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're thinking of a different game entirely. That's Super Bombad Racing. Oh my god, how many that of these was, fucking games are That was the big there? head thing, the racing one. They should have just, they should have stopped at Masters there of the Terror There was also a Twisted Metal style game. They should, have, they should have made just constant remakes of Masters of the Terror Sky. Masters of Terrakazi. Terrakazi? Yeah. That's problematic. Yeah, that's the um, martial art in the Star Wars universe. Oh, so Mara not, Jade was a master. It's of. not anything like Kamikaze. No, no, Terakaze. Yeah, this is in ground, ground suicide, ground-based fire, ground suicide. Yeah, <laughs> but that game was the. I think is that the only game that has Mara Jade in it. I think. Who's Mara Jade? Luke Skywalker's girlfriend in the expanded universe. Who? Yeah, do you remember Luke Skywalker? No, no. Who the fuck was Luke Skywalker? Never heard of him. But Episode Look, One Racer. This remake is actually just Star Wars Racer. Don't put more rum in there. You've been playing too much no, rum I in it. No, I put some more juice in there, so uh, I'm going to put some more rum in. Jesus. 
You've got to dilute the juice. It's a fun, it's a fun remaster. Don't expect anything groundbreaking. It's not like a full remake. It's not Masters of the Terracazi. It's not a full remake or anything. It's just a straight up, here's the old game, but we've made the... Episode 1's the most it popular made it higher Star resolution. Wars, so of course they're going to make games about it forever. Mm. Like, that's the yeah. one fans really gravitate towards, yeah. isn't it? Jedi Power Battles. Let's yeah. get a remake of that. Yeah. Let's get yeah, a remake of the Episode 1 game. Some of my favourite come from the original trilogy. From the original trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. The prequel trilogy. Well, the original trilogy. Yeah. If we're talking chronologically, that's the original trilogy. Uh... So, uh, yeah, one of my favourite lines is, uh, I hate sand. Yeah, it gets in everywhere. Sand. I cool. hate sand. It gets in everywhere. Um, and also the He's subtext... just spitting facts. The subtext of an uh, 18-year-old girl wanted to fuck a 10-year-old. Yeah. Hot. Mm. <laughs> Not pedophilia in any way, shape, or form. No. Do you know what... You know what, sex is great, but you want to get rid of sex and you want to just force a baby. Oh, God, that even sounds like... Because you force power as a baby into You're someone's forcing body. yourself on the... Yeah, like, that's kind of... How How would you explain it? What? They Because they don't have sex, the Jedis, do they? Anakin doesn't have no, sex. No, Anakin with... does, though. Oh, really? Clearly, yeah. Because I thought that he used his brain They're powers to make her pregnant. Romance. Oh. Well, I didn't think it was They got secret. married. They hang out all the fucking they time. They got married and stuff. Yeah, not with the others. Yeah, but like all the time. Oh, look, the princess is away exactly the same time that Kira well, Anakin is gets himself like assigned as her bodyguard, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, in Attack of the Clones. Do you, do you not pay attention to the Star Wars lore? I mean, I thought I did. <sighs> episode one and Star Wars Episode one through three are regarded as highly intricately yeah, written Yoda masterpieces. Has, Yoda has that subplot where he's in the vents in the third one. Yeah, um, and he fights a rat. He just walks upright. Count Dooku. Yeah. Anyway, it's episode one race to it's out. It's, it's I'm thing. Christopher Lee. It's it's decent. Might play a split screen. Jump around. You can do the flying thing. You can do the flip to the side. Do you know who uh, the most problematic in all stuff? Of those? Your review. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're just, you're just trying to distract things no, and take it off topic. No, I was going to talk about Star Wars. Because you've got no... Yeah, but that's not what the uh, game is. It's different. All right. Now you're knocking all my stuff over. And this precarious pile of 4K Blu-rays is clearly here to trip me up somehow. I'm going to talk about my next thing. Uh, I, I played a video game. I don't believe you. Don't believe the hat. Don't believe the murder. Anyway, I played a video game. Mm-hmm. I played Coma 2. The Something Sisters. Vicious Sisters. I'm pretty sure it's... <laughs> ah, I'm 32 round. Let's talk about that instead of video games. No, okay. All right. So, I played the Coma 2... Twisted Sisters. It's not called that. It's something Sisters, but I'm You should check on. the names. Vicious Sisters. You should get it right. Just basic. The Sisters. Coma 2. Trip to Nan's house. Um, so, did you play the original Coma, Anne? No. No? I don't play games. It was everywhere. I don't have time to play these things. Everyone played Coma 1. <sighs> Vicious Sisters, I was right the first time. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Coma 2 Vicious Sisters is a side-scrolling survival horror game about a young girl whose friend is in a coma under mysterious circumstances. He was injured and has not woken up. She is hoping he will wake up soon. One night, whilst attending night classes, she finds the school uh, is deathly quiet. And in a room, there is a book with information and her name. She reads from the book, falls asleep, and wakes up in a hellish nightmare where she must survive the daunting task of escaping several buildings and learning what's truly happening in Coma 2, Vicious Sisters. 
Um, so I've been playing a lot of World of Horror and stuff recently, which is... So uh, you and Coma too? Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. You just instantly just... You, you yeah, can't even get to the start of it before you start talking about other games. I, yeah, but my reaction to you saying something quite reasonable is, shut up. Um, so I've been playing World of Horror a lot, and th- that's a Junji Ito-style horror game. And there's like a feeling of that within this. I didn't play Coma 1. I think I was one of the only people on the earth to not play Coma 1. Because you played it for hours, you said. What? Coma 1. You played Coma 1 for hours? Mm. You said you've 100%ed it on the PS4. (laughs) (laughs) Why does my coffee taste like rum? What are you doing? No, so Coma 1, really interesting, really interesting uh, idea. It's 2D again. And it came out... um, Came out after Yumawari, which is the Japanese no combat horror game. Anyway, so Coma, Coma 2 Vicious Sisters is similar to that. There, there isn't any traditional combat. Instead, you sort of run and hide and there are defensive items. And you're, the idea is that you find items to escape the building that you're in and all the buildings are, are side on. You sort of go indoors and you hide in, hide in cupboards. Hide in. And there are people that you find um, throughout the game that are relating to students that you meet in the initial sort of, there's an intro where you, you're playing in the normal world. Yeah. Um, it's really good. You're it's... a plague in the normal world. Who, me? Yeah. Ow. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I see how it is. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, it's an interesting game. At a time when we're not really getting a lot of survival horror, I've been playing a lot of, a lot more indie stuff to try and fill that gap because you tend to find that stuff is more action based nowadays. There is some stuff like, I remember that I reviewed um, Blair Witch and things like that. You were that. just talking about Resident Evil 3 a second ago. Yeah. But Resident Evil 3 is an action game. That's what I mean. Like, it's going Resident so... Resident Evil 3 is an action game. Yeah. It's a horror game. It's an action game. Because it's more shoot and shoot. Like, there's never a threat that you can't point a gun at, let's say. Yeah. In this, you can't do that. You can't... You have to run. You have to escape. And, like... Well, what could possibly be a threat that you can't shoot? I mean, like, Alien Isolation was probably the last time I'd say that we had, like, a big budget survival No, I just horror. killed the alien at the start. Just shot it. And then... Just pretty boring. I along, fucking yeah. loved killing them robots. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably one, one of, of the... One of the best friends. Once you got to the point where you were, like... You had that... It was like an electrified prong, wasn't it? That you could mm. hit them with. And then you could just fucking wallop them with a wrench. I loved doing that. It's really satisfying, oddly enough. Um, but anyway, yeah, so they're coming to, um, really interesting, great art style. Looks incredible. Um, as I said, it is all 2D and it's drawn in like sort of that faux anime style. Um, there are cutscenes. They're all voice acted, but they're voice acted in Japanese or Korean because they talk about Seoul. So I assume that they're talking about going on day trip to Seoul. You can't tell the difference between Korean and Japanese. No, I don't speak either. Um, but they have like they have English subtitles, and you know once you get in there and you're you're going for those, you get into that really nice rhythm where you're sort of like, okay, I've got this, I need to move on to the next part. You're never lost, hmm. never sort of stuck for where to go. Um, it's not a Metroidvania, but it has aspects of that. Like you'll get a key card, and other aerials will open up to allow you to get through or traverse other places. Um, but that's just the na- like. Whenever you've got a side on game, you get those hints of Metroidvania as you progress through. Anyway, just because that sort of set the standard for a lot of side-scrolling two D action games or horror games, and you know, yeah, um, all that key collecting in Mario Brothers. Yeah, I'm saying Metroid. Sonic Metroid. That came after Sonic. Came after Mario. Metroid didn't. 
Super Metroid. Metroid's actually before Mario Bros. Super Metroid. All right, makes all the difference. Yes, yeah. it does. There are bombs. No, it's based on there's alien. bombs in the first Metroid. It's based on Alien. They aren't bombs. Yeah, they aren't bombs. You get mines. You get mines. They aren't shit. mines. Yeah, you've clearly not read the instruction manual for for Metroid. They're hug machines. All right, and they're they're invigorons. Anyway, the Coma Two. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a good horror game. It's long. It's about eight hours, so it might stay its welcome for some players. But I think that all in all, it's it's a good it's less experience. Than Sixty hours. It's too short. That's what the kids say. <laughs> it's it's a really good experience, and I I really love how big's the file size? Seven hundred seventy-seven megabytes on Switch. <sighs> That's nothing. Video games have to be at least 40 gigs to... Be. Jesus. That's what I hear from the kids today. You talk about downloading Doom on the Switch again. They're, they're moaning about... You can't... Like, what was that game that got released? Warzone has 100 gigs. No, when No Man's Sky came out and they complained it was only 6 gigabytes. And what, how much game can there possibly be? If it's only 6 gigabytes. They lied about how big it was. It was like, what the fucking... That's not <sighs> how games work, you fucking moron. So anyway, yeah, the majority of games... Should we do this quickly? Let's do this no. quickly. So, for no. anyone who's wondering, the majority of the game file, when it's large <laughs> files, comes to sort of almost pre-rendered texture packs where they've got these massive 4K resolution textures they apply to things within the game world. That's where you tend to find a lot of the a lot of the game data goes. So, if something's poorly optimized and takes up a lot of space, it's usually because a lot of that stuff is. And that's usually because they've got the texture files and all that sort of stuff on there multiple times. Yeah. So it doesn't have to seek as long to find the items. Yeah. So games like Warzone, where you've got mm. multiple weapons across Which is a map where with the a PS5 is going to have an advantage because it's all solid state. Yeah, so you heard it here first. If you want to play Warzone, mm. PS5, many Xbox actually. Well, it's, it's all solid state. It doesn't need the items on there multiple times. No, exactly. You can just go beep 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 beep. What do you think that's going to change? Activision will still just leave it yeah, all on there because yeah, 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 they're fucking yeah. twats. Um, Warzone's but, like two, 160 gigs now. Is it really? Yeah, it's like that. Ugh, I've not dated in so long. I'm not going to play it ever again. I don't know why. No, I delete it. <laughs> I started playing a free-to-play style game like that. Hmm. Uh, actually, no, it's not really like that. I started playing Among Us on my phone. No. Have you seen that? No. You just you're just like a little spaceman, and you have like tasks. And that's what the to... cool Twitch streamers are playing. Oh, now, is that so I ain't the... touching oh, it. Sorry, it came up on my Google Plan. I downloaded it. and mm. I played it a few times, and it's really fun. Mm. Yeah, it's really fun. I like sewing descent. Um, but anyway, so the Coma Two. I love the art topic. style. I love the story. Um, it does get into that. It does get a little bit into... If you're not into J-horror, I don't think you'll be a fan of this. That's the problem. Who's not into J-horror? There's a lot of people that aren't into J-horror. Americans. Uh. Parasite won the best movie. I'm not even in English. It's not a horror. No, no. It's not Japanese. They complained because it wasn't in English. Because uh. it won Best Oscar, didn't it? Uh. Uh, but yeah. I I really like it. I think it's, it's going to be great for survival horror fans, but I don't think it's going to be... Really, I don't think anyone else is going to find a lot of appeal in this. Um, but yeah, right now it's only like nine pound on the eShop, so fucking get it while you can. Seven pound, seven pound ninety on the South African eShop. Why are you going to the South African eShop? Is it cheaper? <sighs> cheaper to buy games? Next to use my card. Yeah, saving money, saving money like a pro. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend this. I, I it's, like I said, it's a solid Susan surrounded again. It's great. It's not a real rating. It doesn't really outstairs welcome. It's got a lot. Of... <laughs> Can a lot you of get quali- through a review without there's, making noises? There's a, no, 
that's how I review things. Words are technically noises. Um, it's, um, it's, it's really good. It's really interesting. There's a lot of quality there. I just think there is some stuff that some people will not like. And if you're sexist and you hate women, you're not going to like it at all. Which yeah. I think is like, if you're not into survival horror, you're not going to like it at all. Your review, Ant. One day when I came home at no, lunchtime. There's a plane going over. Are you enjoying your apple teeny? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. You're going to fall over again? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's my birthday! Right. I could review stuff and things, but you know what I'm going to review? Because yeah, to to me, it cost me enough money, so I should Tony review Hawks. it. Um, no. Transformers Earthrise Skylinks. That that thing cost me 80 quid, so I need to get something out of it. I said it was 80 quid, didn't I? Yeah, I told as you. It's a brand new figure. It's yeah, like... but as soon as you turned up, I was like, how much was that? It was <coughs> 80 quid. And you went, let me just... I, I think it was money's. Yeah, it was money. It cost then... money. <laughs> I, how did I know that was 80 quid right because off the it's a, Because everyone knows how much Skylinks is. Um, I bought a ridiculous Transformer figure because it's been teasing me for months since they showed it. And I was like, I want that. I really want it bad. What's it called when you're sexually attracted to inanimate pieces um, of plastic? So Skylinks, in the original G1 series, he yeah. was a toy that I coveted. I wanted really badly. But he never actually got released in the UK, as far as I'm aware. Um, I believe they released the reissue version in 2001, but they did not in the original 80s line. Yeah. So as a kid, we saw it, and he was in the cartoons. He was my favourite character in the Return of Optimus Prime VHS that I have somewhere. Um, and, you know, he was cool. He's like... So he's like a shuttle, and he's got like one of those big old carrier platform things that they drive shuttles around on. You know, when they're driving a shuttle to the launch thing? Yeah. Big old carrier thing. And in the cartoon, the Transformers go inside the bottom part of it, which is the carrier part, and he flies around with that attached, which isn't what shuttles do. But so it's a cartoon, like a it doesn't matter. Like a- and he turns into, he's really complicated, he turns into a Lynx, the shuttlecraft carrier bit does, and the shuttle turns into a two-legged pterodactyl-looking dragon thing with a long neck. Oh, the famous pterodactyl-looking two-headed dragon thing. He's only got one head. Oh. And then those two combine together to become the full four-legged like thing with a long neck. Kind of looks like a winged brachiosaurus, I guess. Okay. I mean, mean, would you say that's a fair description of him up there? He's vomiting fire right now, but... I look in, I just think... Whatever that is, I'm pretty sure 5,000 years ago, God put it on the earth to trick us into thinking that dinosaurs existed. Yeah. He's not a dinobot, though. He will insist. But anyway, the new toy doesn't have the cool key feature that the original had. The original one had a wind-up thing. Okay. There's a mechanised thing. Yeah. Um, and it would roll along on its wheels, or when you turned it into that mode, the robot mode, it would walk. Okay. Which is pretty cool. The new one doesn't have that, but in its place, it is a far more complex figure. Like... The transformation-wise isn't anything like ridiculous. It's not masterpiece-level transformation, but it's doing some. It's got some pretty neat little moves hidden away in there, um, like the front arms where they are. They have like little hidden shoulders that pop out, so they're slightly angled out from the rest of the body. Yeah, they're hidden away inside. Um, there's little. The caterpillar tracks don't have wheels on them. There's little hidden wheels underneath. It's a secret duty do. You know the duty do is the meth, uh, You know, obviously, when you move a toy car back and forth. It goes do-de-do-de-do. Right, he's got secret wheels underneath the do-de-do. Um, and yeah, it's like a ridiculously cool figure. I really love the way the neck comes out because you grab the shuttle and you pull it and the neck comes out from inside the shuttle. Yeah. And then his mouth pops open when he gets to the end because I don't know if it's on purpose or it's just a, a reaction to the force of it stopping. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and when you combine them together, it took me a while to get them to combine properly. I thought maybe they weren't latching in right or something was wrong. Mm. And then eventually I just put it down exactly the same way I'd been doing the whole time and it clicked in. Oh. So I don't know what I was doing wrong the first hundred times I tried it because I was being very careful with it when I was playing with it first. Um, it's, a, it's such a cool figure. It's got these blast things. They're supposed to be three of the smallest ones, but I only had two in the box. But I'm not too fussed about that because they're just silly and you can you can plug those on other Transformers. Because you look at all my other ones, they've got little tiny little pegs on them in certain places. Yeah. And you can plug those on to make it look like they're being shot. Oh. Which is quite cool. So they're kind of like the, um, oh god, what's the name of the, Kyarts. You know the Kyarts figures? They're like the high quality uh, Marvel figures and like Punisher Oh, the, like- that's the um, Bandai range. Like yeah. My Super Sentai figure over there is in the SH figure arts, superhero figure arts. Yeah, yeah. It's the same range. Yeah, those come with like interchangeable hands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The Iron Man one I've got has like uh, little blasters. Blaster slots, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that's the whole play feature for Siege and Earthrise, Earthrise is blaster ports. But oh, you usually get those blaster ports in the little MicroMaster figures. Yeah, um, which you can't find anywhere in the UK. Although saying that, Smith's Toys in Farnborough far bigger than I thought it was going to be. And oh, really? Yeah, although they don't have a massive amount of Transformer stuff there, it's still way more than I've seen in a store since I worked at Toys R Us in the in the nineties. Mm. So, but um, yeah, that thing's ridiculous. It weighs a ton. It's bigger than like almost every figure. It takes up more surface area mm. than everything because it's on four legs. It's not as big as my Unicron, but it it's close. It's not far off, and it cost about the same. The Unicorn was about 80 quid when I got that. So it's really funny that you talk about this. So, you know, um, I, I listened to that podcast, The Weekly Planet, the Mr. Sunday Movies one. Yeah. The end of the episode last week, they were talking about ridiculous purchases. Like, they do a section called What You Read, What You're Gonna yeah. Read. And uh, and he goes, he goes, so you bought something stupid, didn't you? And he goes, well, yeah, I bought myself an Ultra Magnus set. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> he goes, what? And it's like, I can't tell if he bought the original Ultra Magnus box. Or a new there is one. a um, War for Cybertron. They call it a spoilers edition. Yeah, Ultra Magnus. It's it's only called spoilers because there's some shitty bit of text on it that you translate and it tells you like the most mild siege spoilers. Okay, but um, they basically they re-released a whole bunch of the figures to look a bit more like they do in that siege show, which basically means slightly darker colours and more of that shitty scuffing yeah. effect that they put on the figures. But like, which is thankfully done with now. The old Ultra Magnus, like I looked online, it's like six hundred quid. That one I've quid. got there. That's the original Ultra Magnus. The blue one. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's the re- that's the reissue version. The original one's like I never had when I was a kid. You can only tell it's a reissue because the rockets are longer. Yeah. Um. But no, the if you get the original Diaclone toy that it was based on, it was a it was a reissue of Battle Convoy with a new trailer. Okay. Um. Those ones are pretty expensive. Like. Yeah. Um. But they done they've done a bunch of Ultra Magnuses over the years. Sometimes the cab and the trailer are one thing that turns into a robot. Sometimes they're like that one where it comes apart. But um, I like I like my nineties Transformers. That's why I had to get this new Skylinks because yeah. I would have to pay about the same to get the original version, and it's like uh, like one third the size. Yeah, and that thing is it's fucking ridiculous. You that's love it. that's gonna be like I think you feel about that the same way I feel about my Jason from Friday the Thirteenth the video game. Well, your little pixelated mm. one. Yeah, I love that figure. I'm never gonna take it out of the box. I've never been tempted to, and I've had it for about six years. I'm still not taking that Super Sentai one out of the box because I don't know how to what way to pose it. And what to do with all the hands that came with it. I was oddly enough looking at a Super Sentai figure for you that I think is mm. similar to that one, but it's an older generation. They do loads of those. It though. might be a Kamen Rider, yeah. actually. They do a bunch. They do Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, Ultraman. Yeah. The new Ultraman figure looks cool. Well, the Ultraman always looks like it's got no detail to it because it's just so plain. The thing with Ultraman is that it doesn't matter which one you get. They all look the bloody same. Yeah. 
Love me some Ultraman, but Jesus, man. It's because they don't have themes, like Super Sentai and Carl Ryder. Yeah. Their, their thing is that they're another Ultraman. But no, that, that Skyling Surfrise figure, um, I don't recommend spending 80 quid getting Transformers, but the it will make you feel happy. That's what you're like. He turns into a base as well. I'm not keen on bases, but it reminds me of the old uh, MicroMaster um, shuttle playset I had when I was a kid, which had a little Transformer called Countdown. I've only found the Transformer. I can't find the playset. Oh, really? But the playset was like a big old rocket base, and it all opened up and came apart and turned into all sorts of stuff. But um, yeah, when he's in his base mode, it reminds me of that. There's like a little place to sit the shuttle on it, rather precariously. It barely fits. Like there's three three little holes for the boosters to sit into, and it it sort of barely holds in place. Yeah. But um, no, so it's a fun old thing. Um, it's not the most expensive one. I was tempted to get the Scorponok, but that's another fifty quid, and I was like, no, mm. no. Scorponok's massive. He's the size of a small child, but he's like like he's bigger than that um Unicron I've got. Um, but I'm not getting that. I'm being a good boy, and that's it. I'm done with buying Transformers figures, he says, when he bought three this month. <laughs> nice. I almost bought Snapdragon when I was there. Wait, <sighs> Snapdragon? Snapdragon's a triple-changing dragon, shut jet, and robot. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so is that your review? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, that's more of a catalogue of... Oh, I regret. It's more just you wanted to talk about Transformers. I want to talk about Transformers more. Um, well, you love that new series on Netflix, so of course you want to talk oh. about it more. They've done like a bunch of new combiners, which are like way... You know like the original classic combiner figures? Nope. They're like the vehicles. Okay. They turn into a big robot. But you had one of them, remember? You had the one with the two legs? Oh, yeah, the dinosaur. Hunger. Yeah. He's like a white dragon with purple yeah, weird bits. round tits. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do a new version of that combiner. That's the, pre- that's the um, Terracons, I think it was. Yeah. What's the Terracons of the little fish, guys? I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to look them up now. So you carry on. You review So thing. my next review. All right. Yeah. Well, I played another video game. Oh. This time I played one on the Swart. Three video games? Four. You played three video I games? Four. Oh, for God's sake. I watched all of Cobra Kai as well. Pretty good. But no, I'm not going to review it. I'm going to talk about Paradise Killer on the Switch. Oh, is, yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, how, do we, how to describe this game? So I'm I, I'm still playing it. I haven't completed it. Just just it's the Terracons. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, I'm still playing it. I haven't completed it yet. Um, but uh, but it's it's a lot of game and it's very interesting. Um, so the idea is that you're a detective that's been um that has been in um been banished from this world of gods and 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 um, banished from the land uh. world of gods and sort of avatars of gods. And um, you come back because right before an island is about to be destroyed and a new island is created to sort of have these uh, scientifically perfect environments for the for the people to live, um, a load of people were murdered and you've been brought in to find out how and why they were murdered and who did it. Now, I don't know if the game randomly generates someone who is already in custody for it, or if that always happens, or if my playthrough is going to be exactly the same as everyone else's playthrough, or if it randomly changes it. Um, but it's really interesting that at the beginning of the game, you basically find out that um, that they have someone called Henry in custody, who is a human, who three years before the incident where everyone was murdered... He was um, dabbling in black magic and summoned a demon which possessed him. 
and caused him to um, caused him to go on a rampage. Then for some reason... You shouldn't summon demons, man. That's what I keep telling I know, people. I don't know, I know, I know. summon the demons. And in him being accused of this crime... There, no sympathy for him. <laughs> no sympathy for the devil. Uh, in the in the process of capturing him and deciding that he is the one who's guilty, you sort of... Um, well, they, they haven't really done any of the preliminary work, which is why they've brought you in. So you go around talking to the inhabitants of the island who are all these, like, immortal people who um, who are just so blasé about life in general and they have discussions about life and the universe and the destruction of an entire island like it's nothing like the world just keeps going like they just don't care um and one of the people reveals to you that the gate log because they have these weird like biometric gates that you go through every time you go through one it logs when someone enters and exits so it's kind of a foolproof way of monitoring where everybody is on the just like when you go into a shop with money in your wallet because they use a little tape little metal strips on the money to track you is that what people think? It's a classic conspiracy theory. Oh, really? Yeah, before conspiracy theories got terrible. God, people are fucking stupid. Um, anyway, mm. so um, so yeah, so you play as this woman who's going around and just trying to find out who did it, and it is fucking full of personality. Um, one of the things that I... When I first started playing the game, I didn't really know what to expect. I was expecting 2D, 2D animated, like, sort of conversations, a bit like Phoenix Wright. Mm. Um but it's a like an open world that you explore in first person and you can collect things and you can you can collect like a currency that you can use to open up fast travel spots and things like that and you've got multiple characters strewn about the place at any time you can press the bumper and it shows you where everybody is on the island and you can sort of go I need to question that person still or I need to question that person or that person said something interesting about that person so I need to talk to that person Ooh, then. gossipy bitch yeah um and it's fucking great. Mm. It's really, really good. Everyone that you meet on the island, so initially they're like this weird 16-bit 2D sprite. And then once you talk to them, you get this beautiful like hand-drawn artwork of them. And you start talking to them and you can accuse them, you can be sarky with them. And what it what you depending on your approach, sometimes you can't hang out with them, which can gleam additional information. So after you've had a conversation with them, you get the option to hang out or just leave the conversation. It sounds a lot like Dead of Alive Beach Volleyball, but with murder mystery. Instead of volleyball, it's less sexy. There's oh. no one like super nude and stuff. There's a lot of open get nude tops. In, uh, Dead or Life Beach volleyball is very classy. It doesn't have boob phys- physics. Yeah, it's got very. It's, it's got boob physics. Yeah, and butt physics. And butt physics, great. Um, I really <coughs> love this. I think I told you that I was in love with the soundtrack the other day, and I was trying to. I was playing it and playing some of the music, and I just happened to get stuck into one of the dull sections of the soundtrack. So it didn't really sound very impressive. But I'm really fucking loving it. Um, there's tons of a lot unlocks and there's like little bits and pieces strewn all about the place. There are some people, so I've encountered a few ghosts and these are people that sort of like, ghosts. <laughs> it seems like when the island's about to be destroyed, they funnel everyone into an area where they're sort of, they're euthanized together, it seems. Yeah. And there's this one guy who was stuck on the beach looking for a stone that his wife found one day that he had put into his wedding ring. And he's now lost the stone somewhere on the beach. So he tasks you with trying to find it. Which seems like the most ridiculous thing in the world, doesn't it? Trying to find a stone on the beach. But it's one of these like sweet little interactions you have with a person who gives you that information. Mm. They openly give you this like, I must be stuck here because... And obviously once you fulfill that quest, they go away. And I like stuff like that. I think the whole game... Again, it's another game without combat. It's another game without any sort of real action orientation. It's more just talking. Yeah. And having tons of conversations. Um, 
and what's really cool is it's all text-based. There's no vocals, so you're not constantly waiting for someone to go, well, the other day... It's just like, oh, well, the other day I saw this, and you're like, okay, got it. You I do do voices for every character. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, mostly whilst masturbating. It has yeah. one-handed mode. Yeah, good. Um, no, it's really, really good, really fun, and such an original sort of concept. It could so easily fall into the irrelevant, like... You know how, like, Super Meat Boy is great because it's a fantastic platformer and all that story and all the other stuff wrapped around it is like the sarky sort of dark humor and if it was just a bit of a shitter platformer you'd be like well this guy's clearly a weird sadomasochist but, yeah. but because it's such a good platformer have you seen the other games those guys made that guy made? yeah yeah it's like the end is nigh and he's got a game called Cunt. Isaac. <laughs> is there a game called Cunt? yeah I've only played. I've only played. I think his original game, which is the one where you're a little boy with his bear and you go on a spaceship. What was it the Adventure of Bumbo, whatever it is? I haven't played that. That's the no. that's the two D. These games are always full of poo. Yeah, that's the two D Binding of Isaac's um, RPG style <coughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I fucking like. I love this. It's it's sort of perfect in every aspect that it tries to hit, and it's it's been one of those games that's an absolute pleasure. But the flip side is that. It is very much a game for the right person. Again, it's such a niche market. Who, how many people want a whodunit open world exploration game with, with 16 bit sprite animations and, and, uh, and lo-fi hip hop style soundtracks whilst hearing about immortal gods being bought? <laughs> you know, who really wants that in a game? <laughs> I hope a lot of people, cause I'm enjoying it. I hope they get like something else that they, I hope, I hope it's successful enough that they get to do something else in this similar sort of vein. Because I think this could work for other stuff. Oh. What, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? Uh, what are you back up a Kraken in here? I'm just enjoying someone. She had someone contacting her to say, you know, I'm going to rape you and all this sort of stuff. And he's Ugh. got her address and all this. So she was just like, oh, hang on. I've got all this information here about you. Is this your mum's phone number? Jesus. <laughs> just to get back on them. That's Good fucking times. grim. Who is he? Oh, just some guy she got randomly messaged. But it's, it's funny, mate. She just, uh, like the guy's threatening her, and then she just turns around and says, Oh, I've got all your info here. Do you want me to call your mum and tell her what you're messaging people on the internet? Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really like this. I'm really enjoying it. It's a Matthew McConaughey because mm. it's, again, like I said, it's a Renaissance sort of style game. I can see other stuff trying to do this and failing. But at the same time, I think that this does it so well. I look forward to this being something that we could see more of in the future. Because hopefully this is popular enough that people start thinking about story-driven sort of exploration-style detective games. Because it's been a while since we've had a Phoenix Wright other than the HD collection, hasn't it? Probably, I don't know. I don't know. Did they the last one was, what, the fourth one? There was that Professor Layton Phoenix Wright crossover, I didn't play that. Nah, I don't think that got released over here, did it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, can't remember. Um... But yeah, yeah, I recommend it. I recommend people check it out. I'm playing on the Switch. I'm playing on PC or Xbox or PS4 or anything like that. Mm. No. Your review app. You're playing the lowest resolution version. you got to play 120 frames per second, 4K, 8K. No, I'm playing the highest resolution version available on handheld. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, technically that's true, right? I mean, you could just carry a TV around. Could just carry a team. Or I saw someone the other day post a picture of a man in an airport who had the Wii U console plugged into the power supply in the airport 
whilst playing the playing the um, the joypad because no. apparently it doesn't need Wi-Fi to transfer the signal between the no, Wii U no, and the Wi-Fi. gamepad. No. So that's technically a portable. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he was just running. It's like for two and a half hours, he can really enjoy Breath of the Wild. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. Battery doesn't last that long on the controller. I thought it did. Yeah, it's a liar. It never. It'll say it lasts that long. It's bollocks. No, I used to say it lasted like six hours. God, I haven't played my Wii U in such a long time. No one. Where has. is your Wii U? No one has played a Wii U since the day it came out. Where's your Wii U? I packed it away. Oh. Made room for a real console. <laughs> is that the Mega SG. Yeah. <laughs> Made room for my Sonic machine. Yeah. All right, your review, and come on. Uh, I watched Agaretsko season three. What? Agaretsko. Oh, I've seen a game for that on Google Play. Oh uh, yeah, there probably is. Of course there is. Of course, of course there is. Just some tapper game, probably. Anyway, Agaretsko season three is really, 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 really is good. Is she still aggro? She's still aggressive, Retsko. Well, stop pressing things on your phone, you Fucking cunt. Press it on my phone. It made noises. Right. So, in the last two seasons of Agaretsko, she had the whole first season was all about job satisfaction. Second season was all about like what she decided she thought maybe she wanted to get married because she wants an escape from work. Yeah. And she figures if she gets married, she'll get to be a housewife and stay at home, and that's the dream she might want to have. Yeah. You know, because it'll just get her away from work. Yeah. But in the end of the series, she realised, you know, she's supposed to be her own person, all this sort of stuff. Um, this series, she's like, she's got herself hooked on VR and she's spending a ton of money and she gets herself in a ton of debt. And just as she's sort of like, you know, letting herself enjoy herself a little bit, but thinking, shit, I'm in debt, I need to do something about this. She goes and crashes a car into a guy oh, and nice. owes him like 200,000 yen. Um, and he basically, because he realises she can't pay for it, he takes her on to work as an accountant for him, for his little business venture he has. And his business venture is a teen idol group in an underground club. And they're not making any money, and they've only got one song. And, like, they're, you know, their crowd is, is a handful of people, and some of them are a bit weird. But, yeah. you know, they don't seem troublesome. And she starts managing them, and she's like, you ordered another 300 badges. Look, we'll just get a badge-making machine, and we'll make badges. And, you know, it costs like 40, 40 yen to make a badge and we'll sell it for 100. And everyone's like, ooh, because they've never had someone in charge of them who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, their boss guy wears a suit and no one knows what it is he does for a living. <laughs> but you find out at the end of the series. Is um, he a porn star? No, 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 no. He works, let's just say he works on offices, not in offices. Oh, he's he a window cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so he one day, like... She's doing her usual thing of going to karaoke and like screaming death metal into karaoke. Which are escape. But she stops sort of hanging out with uh, Wasabi, Wasashi, and um, Gori, the two business women from the higher ups yeah. that she always hangs out with. She hasn't been hanging out with them as much. Like, I feel like she's drifting apart and doing her own thing mm. without anyone else. Um, but he's there cheaply recording a new single with the one of the K pop girls with his, you know. Teen G pop idols, yeah, um, just using a karaoke machine to record it. Um, and he hears her screaming and realizes that she can do death metal. And he comes up with a great idea he's going to make her the lead singer of the band. So they're like this, so basically to give them an edge, gives them the hook. Oh, okay, yeah, so you know, to get people in. So they make like a you know, a J pop idol band, which is you know, creepy in itself, usually to most people, but in mm-hmm. Japan, they're a huge deal, yeah. Um, and you know, but they've got a death metal vocalist lead singer, which you know, doesn't sit well with some of the band members, but they sort of, they get over it. They're mature enough to get past it and stuff. Two of them are just basically the exact same character. They've got the same voice actor. They're just two gerbils and they've just got slightly different pattern on them. And every one says, the other one says, which is 
weirdly entertaining. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just basically her sort of like deciding whether or not she's realizing her dreams. Like, was it always, she, you know, she loves her death metal and everything. Did she always want to sing? Maybe she wants to sing. You know, she's like, you know, she's enjoying it and stuff. And things take a darker turn as the series goes on. Um, it's a really fantastic series this year. It's probably the best series the show's had. It's fantastic. You know, there's the cat. It's like weird that this little Hello Kitty adjacent Sanrio production made to sell like cute cartoony characters. Like, because I've got the Agretzko office supply yep. things. Um, you know, it's a merchandising tool. Um, it's like makes incredibly relatable stories about growing up and realizing that the dream you thought you were going to have as a kid doesn't come real. Like, no, ma- no amount of hard work is going to guarantee your success and. All this sort of stuff. It's nice and depressing. Isn't that saying. kind of like that's the theme of the series though? That's, yeah. I mean, that's that's it in itself. Being yeah, every series is basically yeah, she's just, reaching for something and realizing maybe that thing she wants isn't what she actually wants, and no amount of hard work you're not owed rewards. You're not mm. owed. You're not owed the good life. You you know you have to earn it. You have to make it yourself. Mm. You have to find what it is for you. It's not necessarily what you think it is. Yeah. You know. But um, yeah, it's a fantastically good series, and it does go in like a creepy territory towards the end because you know idol groups do have weird stalkers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it starts off like that music video for Dolls Box "Take My Chance" and ends up like "Perfect Blue," which is some Japanese references for mm. you folks. I've been reading. I, I think I mentioned this last time. I've been reading a lot of manga recently through the Shonen Jump app. It's pronounced manga. Manga. Um, and I've been reading the My Hero Academia Vigilantes, the side side thing. And there is this whole thing in that that this girl has a power that makes her. Um, she does like these mini concerts. Basically, she just has like a like a boombox on her belt that plays like a song, and she just sings through a mic that's connected to the boombox. That would be and, a Korg personal karaoke machine, maybe. Yeah, uh, but her thing. but her power is that she can just basically uh, <clears throat> bounce. They call it a pop step, so yeah. she can sort of bounce off of stuff, and she can use the propulsion of that to bounce onto other places. So she can. Increase the propulsion from a body. Yeah. All kinetic energy based. And she basically just turns up a place and she pops between the densely packed buildings and just sings songs and does her little act. And in, in that it's played a little bit more for last, but she has people that are like essentially just following her around and following her on social media. And before yeah. she's even made it to a place where she says, I'm going to be at the square in 15 minutes. And they're already at the square 10 minutes before the concert is going to start because they're just so mm-hmm. dedicated. Weirdos. Um, yeah, in that though, they sort of, they end up being, uh, less weird. Like you, t- you find out essentially that they're like a criminal enterprise that are sort of doing very low level crime wherever she turns up, like mugging people whilst they're like watching her performance and stuff like that. And they actually end up becoming sort of semi heroes. And it's really, the whole series is way better than My Hero Academia. I think that, like, so many people are reading that and missing out on Vigilantes because it's a more interesting story. They'll see it when the anime gets made. I don't think they're making anime of this. It's a big old money-making thing. It's one of the... This is, like, a lot more difficult to make an anime of because it's a more adult version of what My Hero Academia is. Um, Basically, all, all they talk about is, like, society and how... Society didn't choose the best heroes. Is that what the joke is about? No. So, original, like My Hero Academia, the whole thing is that you go to school to get a license so you can be a hero. And if you got that license, the government will pay you for stopping crimes and they'll pay your office for mm-hmm. like, running stuff. Um, when they originally introduced the license thing, because no one wanted powers, it just sort of started happening within their society. 
So instead of having vigilantes, they went, look, you need a license if you want to be a hero. We're going to grant seven licenses and then we're going to see how the system goes. And the original seven people they chose to give licenses to were all attractive people with not necessarily the best powers, but were just attractive, easily easily marketable people. And there was like a subsect of people that were really good heroes that were now criminals because because basically they were turned into criminals by a system that wouldn't really facilitate them being heroes. Mm. And so the vigilantes are born and like they're treated as out and out criminals. So certain heroes will be like, look, what you're doing is a crime. You go to prison. And then others sort of work with the vigilantes as like side hustles, side characters to try and help build like a network of information and work with the police and work with other people. Um, and they often like it's sort of flipped. So the more powerful people are the school ones because they get picked by the schools to join and they're like almost like sports teams. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, we're going to give you money for coming and joining. Um, whereas the vigilantes are the people with shitter powers. Like the guy, the main guy is called the crawler and his power is just that he can propel himself across the surface as long as his hands and feet are on the surface. So he like sort of scutters around like a, like a roach. And as time goes on, he realizes that his power isn't that his fingers and his hands are like, they're not like tires. Instead, they're like gravity pads. And he's subconsciously moving himself across the ground by pushing himself off the ground a little bit. And so he starts like, as he meets these bigger and, and stronger heroes, he starts realizing, oh, I can sort of push people a little bit at a distance. And then he's like, oh, I can fire force from my hands. But the problem is that if I do that, I can't. So like, there's a situation where he's stuck upside down and he's firing from his hands and he focuses too hard on firing. So he starts dropping from the sky and just so happens someone else can grab him. And it's like, mm. it's the idea that like, they are really interesting characters. Like there's one person who's lost a hero license who used to be called um, Quick Step. Uh, oh, no. Used to be called, like, um, something to do with acceleration. I can't remember. But his basic power was that for, like, a couple of seconds, he could move faster than anyone else in a room. So for a couple of seconds, he could, like, punch four bad guys. And then he would come back and he'd be like, all the bad guys would just suddenly drop because they'd been punched in the face at super speed. And uh, his power was stolen from him. And so now he's just, like, imagine Bane mixed with Batman. And he just basically goes and punches the shit out of people. Like all these big villains are like coming up to him and being like, Hey, you, you're just a dude who punches people in the face. And he's like, yeah, but I'm really good at punching people is kind of the point. I've learned to be the best at punching people. Just like Batman essentially, where he's like, Hey, you may be Bane, but I know that if I hit you right here on your spine, you probably won't walk again. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But, um, my hero academia vigilante is like so much better than the original, like the normal series that it comes from. It's criminal how good it is compared to the series that it comes yeah, from. There'll be animes of it. I hope so. Cause there always uh, is. There's not many episodes left. Like they basically, <clears throat> it's leading up to the beginning of my hero academia. And the idea is that you don't hear about Koichi, who's the crawler, who's the guy who moves himself around. And you don't hear about Pop Step. And you don't hear about the, uh, the, they all call him old guy. Who's the guy who used to be the really fast dude. You don't hear about any of them in the main series, even though they're getting closer and closer to the event that, that kicks off all might losing his powers essentially. Ooh. So it's like, that was like a mass. I don't watch any of it. Did you not? No. no. Oh. Cause it looks like another boring. I really like it. I'd, I'd recommend trying. Cause you like, I need my anime to be all about office life. <laughs> You like comic books and shit like that. I think you'd really enjoy it. And it it does, like, there is, like, some silly characters and there are some more in, intelligent sort of designs to the characters. But, yeah. Sorry, Ant, you were reviewing something? Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to say Agavetsuko season three was really good. Is there a Yakuza tie-in? 
no. the karaoke. No. Aww. Why would there be a Yakuza time? Like, maybe you could do one of their songs in Yakuza Zero. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, I think that it, it mirrors life. I think that's kind of the point. Hello Kitty never grew yeah. up. Hello Kitty no, never Hello got Kitty a does. job. She does. She does gets she? married. Does she? Yeah, she's got a boyfriend. There was um, something cool. I can't remember his name. There's yeah. a guy. Harry? Something like that. I'm guessing that's... I'm guessing... Hello Kitty's an adult. She's not, yeah. a, she's not a child. Well, I'm guessing... By design, she's just like a cute image thing more than anything. Because I don't know the story of Hello Kitty, whereas Depends I know Hello Kitty you watch. No, you know. I know, I know of this character that you're speaking about. And it may just be that it's on Netflix. It may be that there are tie-ins and information about it. But I know more about that character than I do about Hello Kitty. It's don't throw up. I'm not going to throw up. It's a burp. Mm. That's what I do. You can't like go five seconds without making weird noises. My body you? makes a lot of weird noises, man. Yeah. It's that vegan diet, man. I'm full of gas. Yeah, vegan diet. Full of gas. Yeah. I had I had a really shit coffee in Starbucks today. Exactly. Why would you go to Starbucks? It's honestly the worst fucking thing I've ever drunk in my life. I usually just go to Pret. Oh, that's even worse. No, Pret is fine. Pret's boring as hell. Well, no, but see, like, if I'm going for a coffee it's in like, town... here's a basic cheese sandwich, £17. Please. Oh, I don't, I don't eat there. Like, basically, if I'm going to Pret, I order a coffee to take on the go, and I... That was a weird noise that happened just see? involuntarily. See? That was like an alien. Um, I just get like a 90p filter coffee. I fucking love their filter coffee. You get it with oat milk, bung a couple of sugars in there, maybe a couple of sweeteners. Not if you real milk. What? Not real milk. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point. Don't milk oats. <laughs> How do you milk an oat? <laughs> you don't milk oats. They haven't got nipples. <laughs> they haven't got the reproductive system to support a child. Uh. No, I'd rather not drink milk, if I'm totally honest. For many reasons. I'd be making worse noises if I drank milk. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, what's your last review? Um, is it my turn? Yeah. I thought you'd never finish it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my last review is going to be a quick one, because I think I've reviewed Destiny before. I'm talking about the Avengers game. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> what happened? Well, I... They got greedy. Yeah, and I said right from the start, it looks rubbish. So, so the Avengers game is, <laughs> is a fucking weird one. Um... I love the Avengers. I love Marvel movies. I love comics. I like Captain America. Yeah, you want to kiss the Avengers. I want to kiss the Ameri- Avengers right on the bum. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see Chris Evans' n- nudes leaked? I heard. You heard? Yeah. Okay. Not a pervert like me then. Mm. Uh, well done, Mr. Evans. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so... Well, leak. He posted the photos. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But he didn't mean to. I actually feel really bad for him because he does have like anxiety and things like that. I'm guessing it was a horrible. No situation. one ever feels bad for the ladies. No, I felt said. bad for the ladies. I feel bad for anyone who has. You that didn't shit feel happen. bad. You were feeling pretty good when you found all those. For what? Oh, what that fappening thing? <laughs> that was grim. That was grim. Mm. It was grim mostly because, like, it was grim because it was so widely celebrated, and it was only women, like. You could tell that it was like those incel weirdos that were doing it. Yeah. Like, that's the weirdest thing about it, isn't it? Why are you talking about Chris Evans' penis? I'm just saying, I was just saying that that was weird news that yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, and also he's Captain America. The Avengers! That's not the music's playing the game. The music's playing the game. Don't have the license for it. 
Um, so yeah, so you play as Camilla Khan, which is probably the most interesting thing about Kamala. the whole game. Kamala Khan, sorry. She is Camilla Khan. Camilla Khan. She's not some fucking posh Camilla. British girl. Um, Kamala Khan. Um, so you play as Kamala Khan, who's obviously, uh, Ms. Ms. Marvel. Ms. <coughs> Marvel? The second the Ms. Third Miss Marvel, actually. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah, because right. there was a different one, wasn't yeah, there before? Was, yeah. Well, technically, it wasn't, uh, Rogue for a while, Miss Marvel as well. No, nah, she just took Miss Marvel's powers. And her brain. Like a bitch. And kept it inside of her and put Miss Marvel in a coma. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, Camila Khan is, um. Kamala. Kamala Khan. Jeez. Kamala Khan is a young girl who's a massive fan of the Avengers and she is attending A-Day, which is uh, like a, like Comic-Con for Avengers. She's a rip-off of Guy Akari from Tokyo, from Gokaija. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. no one's gonna understand that reference. <sighs> only, only real fans will be able to tell which Super Sentai character this is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, um, yeah, Kamala is at the A-Day event and um, they're revealing a new helicarrier and they're letting fans sort of meet the heroes and you meet everyone in everyone in person <laughs> as they wander around talking to each other and sort of um, you get to experience this festival. And straight off the bat, it seemed like we were, it seemed like I was, I was wrong. It was a story driven thing and I was going to get to players, players, characters. I was going to get to learn about them all. Um, but that immediately fell away as soon as it went into pre-rendered, let's do this bridge fight thing, which looks great, but it's just, it's very simplistic gameplay just to show each character. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you find out at the end of that sequence that they've actually used Terrigen Mist or yeah. Terrigen to, to create the new helicarrier carrier power system. And that goes wrong and explodes, kills Captain America and spreads the gas all over Manhattan. Well, they killed Captain America. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, so it ends up, it ends up spreading out and it creates a bunch of inhumans, which is really weird because inhumans are technically meant to be, there's meant to be an amount of them at any given time. And they're all meant to have power sets that are like, <laughs> For the group. So there's meant to be like a planned... It's almost like it's preordained. So you have one person who's like a seer and one Wasn't person... the Terrigen Mist launched on Earth because Thanos was trying to find his son and he couldn't... Yeah, there was that... So, so that was yeah. 2016, 2014? That's one of them. And in Marvel Universe, it was like some shit the Inhumans had and... Yeah. Yeah. Or well, he got retconned as being some shit the Inhumans yeah. had. And then everyone forgot the Inhuman series existed. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so the Inhumans in this, they're treated like the mutants are in the X-Men series. So they're like, mm. we've got to cure them. And it turns out that they haven't created a cure. What instead they've created is a way to drain the powers and put them into adaptoids. The like weird proto, um, proto sentinels from, from days of future past, you know, the adaptable ones. Yeah. Um, and, and it's up to you to sort of get the Avengers back together get everyone back on the team and fight back against um Modok who's the main villain. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, like that's literally it and 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 there's no real surprises along the way. You meet everyone and obviously Captain America didn't die in what? A-Day. You find that out in I can't hour, believe that. I can't find believe that out in hour 6 of the 8 hour 10 hour campaign. I can't believe they would have this entire advertising campaign well, it's really funny. built around him dying. What's really funny is that if you go, if you watch any of the trailers, they show multiplayer sequences in which you're in the woods fighting as Captain America. Yeah. And you know what? There's no fucking woods you're fighting in the first level of the game. So he's got to be coming back at some point, doesn't he? Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so there are a bunch of problems with this game. Mostly, the biggest problem is that it gives you hope in times. Like, there are certain sections where you're like, oh, wow, I can see how this could really work. And I'm kind of enjoying myself. And then you get a bunch of loot and suddenly you've got new bangles that don't change anything about the appearance of your character. They give you, like, a slight buff. And then you're like, oh, okay, so it's just a looter shooter. And then you get to... You get to find, you unlock Iron Man. You got this great Iron Man sequence. I told you about this last time. We're running around. You're grabbing bits of your armor, and like you end up wearing this like basically just really shoddily put together Iron Man suit. We've just got gauntlets. Mm-hmm. You got a bit of a chest armor thing, and then you've got an airport an air, a pilot's helmet. These adapted with a, the visor showing the display, and you fight as Iron Man like that for a little while. But the problem is that you you aren't underpowered as that. You're exactly the same powered as you would be if you had a full Iron Man suit, which doesn't make any sense. It'd be more interesting they said, you can't get fucking hit because you're not wearing armor. <laughs> Instead they go, you're Iron Man. Pew, 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 pew. It's fucking whatever. Um, the other thing is like, again, like I said, Kamala, Kamala Khan, she's such an interesting character. She's so sweet and so cute and fun. And like the idea of this girl who's torn between like, just wanted to go home and fuck this all off because it's getting too big too quickly. Or... I'm an Avenger and I'm actually doing the Avenger shit because she is so clearly power, powerful enough to interact with these people. Like on multiple missions, like she's fighting alongside the Hulk and fighting alongside Black Widow and Iron Man and Thor and, and, and Captain America. Spoilers. She's as powerful as Black Widow. She's as powerful as any character in there. She's adaptable because she has like, as the game designed What powers it. does Black Widow have? Black Widow has guns. Ah. Um, she has... That's the most American power of yeah. all. She has her her main thing, like her superpower thing. When you press both the shoulder buttons, she gets a bow staff that's electrified, uh. and she kicks the shit out of everyone. Uh. I don't know why it makes her more powerful. Uh. But yeah, uh, it does. She does tend to have less health, and she can't take as many hits as the other characters. But still, like she can get punched in the face by a robot and get back up. Mm. Um. So yeah. So like I said, let's let's go back to let's go back to the key. It gave me a little bit of hope because of the Iron Man stuff. Because because you've got a charming main character. The actual interactions between the characters when they're being voice acted and stuff, great. But it can't help but be that fucking game. It can't help but, like, there's a mission where it's like, hey, you know what? We've got some lockers that aren't being used. Why don't you go check out them lockers? And I was like, oh, we're going to be able to, like, see old costumes or we'll open it up and it'll be items from other heroes throughout the universe. You know, just like a cool little side thing. Like, it'll be like, oh, look. There's there's Hank Pym's original helmet and stuff like that. Like, Ooh. you know, a bit of fun. No, you go in there and it's just where you store your fucking loot. Oh. And then Iron Man comes back to the ship and they're like, hey, S.H.I.E.L.D. are on board now. Go talk to S.H.I.E.L.D. You're like, okay, I'll go talk to S.H.I.E.L.D. And after like two lines of dialogue, the woman's like, hey, can you do these little jobs for me? And it comes up with the exact same Destiny style quest thing. Oh. You remember the Destiny quest where you get eight little ones and you get like a big one here? And the big one here would be the tough one. You've only got a couple of hours to do. And the little ones down here are like daily tasks. No. So snap them up and you've got to select each one of them ra- like manually, even though who the fuck is ever just going to do one and come back to it later? It's got one of those menus, hasn't it, where yeah. you guide the frigging circle thing. Yes, yep, exactly that. I hate those menus. Um, and then and then <laughs> the other thing, that like, you just... What was ever wrong with just pressing left and right I've to get between menus? No, I didn't. But like, okay, so... Not only do they ignore the fact that no one's ever going to select one of these quests, as soon as you're finished interacting with that woman, she goes, hey, a couple of the guys from S.H.I.E.L.D. are down in the hull. Why don't you go check on those guys and see what they're up to? And you're like, all right, game. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to do this, but only because you've given me a quest marker and I can't proceed without it, so I'm going down there. 
And you go down there and someone goes, hey, my name's Dave from S.H.I.E.L.D. Would you like to buy some of our upgrades? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? S.H.I.E.L.D. are big into merchandise. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Speaking of merchandise, I was watching Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. um, And the background in one of the scenes was the uh, merchandising map painting from the background of uh, Spaceballs. It was the... It was the cave backpack. Really? Yeah. Not 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 with the merchandise. It was just the cave. But they <laughs> but they used the map painting from Spaceballs in Star Trek: Next Generation. Why not? Yeah. Apparently they brought it from a, uh, an auction lot. <laughs> keep cost. They're like, fuck it. Yeah, let's get that in there. Keep cost down. Um. So so yeah. So <laughs> I was merchandising. I was getting annoyed. Right. And it, he sent me Avengers: The Flamethrower. <laughs> I was getting annoyed, and like I was like, look, I just need to get through the story. So maybe I can just speed through the campaign. No, you can't. You can't just play campaign missions. Mm. You have to do some of the some of the little side missions. Uh, uh, and guess what they are? It's busy work and stuff. No, no, no. Guess one of the missions. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's in Destiny One and Two. It's in every one of these looter shooters. It involves a circle on the ground. What was I doing? Oh, you have to stand in a place. I have to stand in a place while fighting waves of enemies. Yeah. And you know what? What kind of game that doesn't work? Melee combat All games. games. No melee combat games. It's fine if you can stay on the spot and you can shoot stuff at a distance. Mm. When you have to run around swinging your fists at people and then fucking like throwing your big fist at stuff. That was a good Avengers game. What that one that they cancelled the THQ one? No, Marvel Old oh, Lines Three. Yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, or Lego Avengers. Yeah, that was actually really good. Lego Marvel Superheroes, the first one, is like one of the best AAA games released... that no one plays. I wish they released that on Switch because that would be a really good yeah. handheld game. You can get one of them on Switch, can't you? The yeah. second one. You can get yeah, you can get Avengers as well. Can you? Lego Avengers is alright, but you have to play through the whole story to basically get to the point where it turns into... Into a Lego game. Until you can get the whole New York City map and everything. I wish they'd release a collection of the first, the free Batman ones. I think they did. I'm sure they did. No, they There's did loads of Lego Potter. games on they Switch. They did Harry Potter 1 and 2, and then they did... I think they did the third Lego Batman game mm. on the Switch, but the third one's the worst one. Like no, the I second, like the third one. Second like, one. Second I, didn't, I didn't get one. on with the second one too did much. Nah. Um, but anyway, sorry, yeah, back to the Avengers... Like, it can't fucking help itself. Every chance it gets, it throws in. Like, it's another, like, hey, you remember Destiny? Yeah, I remember Destiny. I remember spending 80 quid on a game that after a year I couldn't play because they removed my... They they made it so the season pass was redundant and any new new um, DLC they were releasing would overlap in and mean I wouldn't get to be able to play the game properly. And that's exactly what they're doing here. It's the exact same format. You get a world map. You don't get to... Tr- There's no, like, big open areas. You've got, like... Places that look deceptively big but are really empty. Like, every so often you'll find a hint at someone trying something like that. That's the trick to games now. You just have these really big maps, but there's all these, like, knee-high walls you can't possibly get past. It's it's so irritating. It's The problem is it's irritating. <clears throat> it's irritating in a way that anyone who designs video games would have identified and fixed. Because all the assets are there. The character models actually look great. I don't mind them at all. Like, they look like people doing cosplay. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> if you can't pay for fucking Robert Downey Jr. to do it, fine. Whatever. Get yeah. whoever. It doesn't matter. Give someone else some work then. I don't care. Like, all of the people are, all the people are good in it. I like the interactions between people. Just remove that money grabbing bullshit. 
Like, make a game. Mm. I don't want to defend a circle. I don't want to play capture the fucking flag and you tell me. Do you remember the game was, um, they sort of announced it like four years ago, didn't they? Yeah. And nothing ever came of it for ages. And that's the game because we knew the people who made the Tomb Raider games made it, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't make the last Tomb Raider game that was made by a different team because they were working on this. And Shadows of Tomb Raider came out two years ago. <laughs> such a weird game as well. <clears throat> Shadows of Tomb Raider is good. I liked it, yeah. but it's such a weird game. Yeah, it's a proper. I, I liked it because you had tombs and puzzles. Yeah, I like that aspect of it. I mean, like the whole plot of it. Oh, yeah. I like when Ma- Lara does a genocide. Yeah. And everyone's like, Lara, this is your fault. And she's like, anyway, we're moving on. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I brought that up when I reviewed it. I was like, yeah. commit genocide in the first five minutes of this game. Yeah. And then you kill a bunch of endangered animals. Um, like, yeah, the Marvel Avengers, like, this is. This is the worst possible way to do something like this. It is... It's not even games as a service, because they pretended there was a single player. They pretended that there was a game there before, you know, before the multiplayer shit started making its way into it. But no, the multiplayer shit is the game. They've just pretended that that's part of a story. (laughs) Like, there are moments where, like I said, there are moments of hope. And that's kind of the worst thing. Like, there's a there's a scene where Tony Stark has worked his way through this aim aim place, and you get to the end of it, and Jarvis goes, "Look, they're getting away. They're quicker than us. What do you want to do?" And he goes, and he just without thinking about it, he runs to the edge of the platform and goes, "Boost jets to three hundred percent." And Jarvis is like, "At that sort of at that sort of percent, it's going to burn out before you before you catch it." It's like, "We'll see." And you're, like, <laughs> and you're Zooming along and like avoiding yeah. rockets, ducking and diving through places. It feels a bit on rails, but like it's on rails in a way that means it's just sort of controlling. Yeah. You know, like Panzer Dragoon, the first one, where it felt like you could kind of jinx it and go up and like hit something. Yeah. And, like, but for the most part, it helped you avoid obstacles. This kind of does that, but like there's like fire and shit flying all over the place. And they give a faux, like they give like a faux ACDC style song as you're doing it. <laughs> And it's the kind of cheesy, stupid that I was like... They couldn't yeah. license a 1975 no. or something. No. What but other bands sound like ACDC? You could just catch Airborne? It. Yeah, Airborne. Get an Airborne song. But it was get just... Steel Panther song. Yeah. It was just one of those moments where I was like, okay. <clears throat> like, I had like I had a little bit of a like... If it's more stuff like this than it is, hey, go see my shield friends upstairs, then I'd Defend been... this one section of New York you've defended <laughs> five times already. Oh, no, like, it's under attack. If it was if it was more like, oh, look, you got to fly through the canyons, catch the fucking ship. If it's more stuff like that and they just, you know, they just kept doing silly shit like that, like, this is what the Avengers do. It's meant to be silly, but you've not made it silly. You've made it into this beat the same robot 500 times to earn a gold star this week. Mm. I'm like, no one wants to fucking do that. Yeah, do you remember when the Spider-Man fun, game came out and you could unlock character costumes and stuff and yeah, there was like loads DLC. of missions and it was like... <laughs> well, there was DLC, but the DLC, you didn't really need to have it to have a full experience. No. Because it was side stories. Yeah. Like the whole main story was I never finished there. the DLC. I need to do that one day. Did you play any of it? I was playing through the first chapter and I never finished it. The Black Cat one. Yeah. Yeah. They're all... She's, she's, she's in both died. of them, yeah. It's three parts, isn't it? Is it? I thought it was two. It? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, really good DLC that, because they yeah. use the same assets as the, as the city, but they go like, look, if you want to return and do the side bits there, you can do, but we're going to cut yeah. that out and we're going to do our side bits. And that's fine, because like Spider-Man, it didn't ever feel like I was being wrung out for pennies. No. This, I feel like I'm one step away from someone asking me to buy a fucking loot box. And also, that's the other thing. Why do games insist you hold X to open a fucking box? Because they like it when it goes, Zoop. but no, it doesn't. 
they probably studied loads of people and said, what feels more satisfying to press? It doesn't make you... The most satisfied I've ever been... Overwatch does it. The most satisfied I've ever been when opening a box is in the Ocarina of Time. Uh, I fucking loved it, yeah. Like, it never got boring. And this, I just... Take a leaf out of uh, Made in Isolation's book and come up with as many different ways of opening doors as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Or just do, like, the... What was the game where you could ram them? Oh, it was Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. You know, like, Resident Evil 4, there's a bunch of animations for it. Mm. Like, if you run towards it while sprinting, you sort of just shoulder barge it. But if you quickly press the A button again before you get to the door, it kicks the fuck out of it and sends anyone flying. Yeah, just kind of different ways to open it. Yeah, just do something more interesting. But it just... It's so... Like, Black Widow's section, which is the last section I remember distinctly because it's all blurred into a painful hatred at this point. Oh, and some of 4's and some of Captain America's. Um, Black Widows, you get to a lab and there are two types of targets to open doors. Mm. You've got three that you shoot and then two that you kick. And she says before she does this, I'm really glad I, en- I entered that back door into the system before I joined. And I was like, you installed these plates to shoot and punch. What the fuck does this mean? And like, you can tell that someone went, we're going to use this. Once we've got the world coming up, we're going to do dungeons where you like have to shoot the things and you have to punch the things and you have like four people and like Captain America will be throwing a shield at these things and you'll be kicking these things. And like every bit of it is just like, I could just press a button and that door could open, you know? Just do that. Why am I... Go have the most convoluted way of opening doors possible. Why does this make sense to anyone? Um, yeah, it's just such a fucking shame. Mm. I don't know who would get Anyone who really enjoyed being fucked over by Destiny and Destiny 2, mm. get this. Because Destiny 2 now, like, Destiny 2's been out for, what, three years now? Possibly. Four years? Know. So Destiny 2 has finally done the Destiny 1 thing, and they're saying, we're going to remove all that DLC, we're going to guard it behind a thing, and we're going to start new DLC. Have you heard about that? I don't know, I don't follow what's going on all with right, those games. so what they're doing is that all the old DLC shit that people paid hundreds of pounds for, and all the guns and stuff they got from loot boxes... If they're not in the new seasonal stuff, they're going to go into what they call the vault. Mm. And every so often they're going to release that stuff for use. But does that mean that all that money's just disappeared? Like, mm. you can still use it if you've got them. I no, guess. you can't. They mm. go into the vault. Like, I mean, literally, they're locking the DLC stuff into a thing. I'm pretty sure if you've still got them, you can still use them. You can't load it into the world map. You can't progress in the story using it. You can't progress your level using it. You can just interact with it on a superficial basis. <laughs> I don't know, I don't care about Destiny. I do, because this is... this is People are buying into this, and it's fucking the game. Just get Halo Infinite when it comes out. Yeah, well, that's going to be free, isn't it? No, it's on, well, it's on Game Pass. It's going to be on my season S, Series S. Mm. I'm going to get a Series it's on S, Xbox One X as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Ugh. It's mm. not next-gen. Because <laughs> it looks like a next-gen game, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Avengers is so shit. It's such a fucking disappointment. You know, like... when It they announced, looked like a PS2 licensed game right when from the start. An- when they announced that Spider-Man was going to be... Mediocre as heck. When they announced that Spider-Man was going to be like a PS4 exclusive, mm. I actually, a little bit, I was like... I was like, It's Spawn on Xbox. No, it's not. Nice try. That. It's a yeah, Link, on, Game- Link machine- on GameCube. Yeah, yeah Hihachi Machine Man. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I found out Spider-Man was going to be on the PS4 one, I was a little bit tempted to buy it for the PS4. Mm. And I'm so fucking glad I didn't, because I know what it's going to be. It'll be it'll be just Kamala Khan in a skin, 
That's all it'll be, because she does stretchy arms to get up places and swing stuff. Oh, yeah, you can't web swing. Like, there's no mechanics in the game to actually web swing. <laughs> it's still be a case of Spider-Man be like, run, 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 and you'll jump, and there'll be, like, special places where you can shoot webs to dangle over and then jump down. Because that's what every character has, except for the ones that fly. That's it. Or, or the Hulk. Because the Hulk just fucking jumps it. Yeah. It's so shit, Ant. Well, that's your fault for playing it, you know? Like, the story gave Should me some hope. Him. That makes it worse. Because uh. I wanted, like, more of those moments. There's, like, a really nice interaction with Hank Pym, where, like, Hank Pym goes, they caught me uh, when they caught all the other, all the Inhumans. And Kamala goes, why'd they catch you? You're not a human. And he goes, well, they're catching anyone with powers because they want to make sure that they got a market on it. So they're like basically removing any competition that exists in the world. She goes, well, why'd they let you go? And he said, they installed something in my body that basically means that if I shrink, I'll die. Or if I change size, I'll die. And <coughs> it's hinted that it's like some sort of nanites or something yeah. along those lines. What if you change size a little bit? Just get out of them. Mm. We're going to have them just a tiny bit. And, um, and I like... I like that. I like that idea. And I like the fact that Hank Pym isn't treated like a hero at all in the game. Like, he he mentions outright that he's, you know, not really a hero anymore. I think Kamala calls him Yellow Jacket, and he goes, that was another time. Mm. That was another person. Because Yellow Jacket was like the villainous version of Hank Pym. That's just another name. It's freaking... It's it's a whole mess. Yellow Jacket was after he beat his wife. Probably, I don't know. Yellow Jacket's been around since the 70s or yeah, something. Yeah, it was after he beat his wife. Freaking... He's always beaten his wife. Mm, he loves, she loves it. He made Ultron to beat his wife for him, so he couldn't be called a wife beater anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Avengers, dog shit. Why? What is this? It's not an Adam Sandler, because it's technically proficient as a video game to someone who's a moron. But, like, it's definitely a David Spade. No. It's a Rob Schneider. It's that bad. Is it doing blackface? No, but it will tell you about vaccines and pretend it's something other than a video game. It's a world service. It's an ongoing life service where you can just do whatever you want in the world of Avengers. Buy some stuff. I need to get back into Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 because I finished that like once and started playing for a second time, but I need to unlock more stuff and do the DLC. How many characters have you got left to unlock? I've I've got all the characters apart from the um, Midnight Sun, like the ones that are oh, no, basically need you to finish on the hardest setting to unlock. Because you unlock Thanos if you beat yeah. on the or maybe Thanos or maybe Thanos' son. What was his name? Uh, Fane. Fane, yeah, he's in it. There's all sort of there's DLC for it, and the DLC all the all the DLC they released that you paid for. People who didn't buy it had some sort of bonus stuff they could get from it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know that the Marvel first set of char- good. the first set of characters were released for free, weren't they? No, they released. Um, there was like the X Men characters who were always intended to be like a free update. Oh, okay. But the season pass has like you have to actually buy the season pass to get like Punisher and Blade and yeah, um, the Fantastic Four and all that. But um, it's a nice forty odd hour campaign, isn't it? It takes yeah. about forty hours to play through, and it's fun. And it doesn't charge you money every five seconds. No, no microtransactions. It's so crap. Why can't they just make the game? This could have been because good. at some point they probably were making a single player Avengers. And Story like, thing. We don't want to build levels. <laughs> and then games as a service became a massive thing a few years back. Well, and now everyone's making games as a service. It's been longer than a few years. And they can't be working. <laughs> no. No, I don't think they're working at all. Destiny, I think... 2, Destiny 2 is the only one that's working that people are still playing. Yeah. Like, Warzone isn't a But game is Destiny 2 even, like, anywhere near the popularity of, say, World of Warcraft at its height? No. No. 
the only game that's come close to World of Warcraft that it, nowadays is Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's only in terms of it's about as popular as World of Warcraft is now. Well, I'm like that's massively massive in Korea still, isn't it? Well, World of Warcraft. No, Final Fantasy. Well, Final Fantasy fourteen is really popular right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's earned its place. When will we see Anthem again? <laughs> It'll be a good game eventually. I'll tell you what, like Anthem, for all of the dog shit stuff it did, had some good Iron Man sections. What about Iron Man VR? Did that have good Iron Man sections? I, it. Uh, I refuse. No. I'm not spending money on that. That could have just been a bonus thing in the uh, Avengers yeah, game. Yeah, like the uh, Spider-Man experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's dog shit. So dog shit. Okay, who is it for? People who like paying no, but like, money. No, 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 no. It's, it's for the one person who will spend $100,000 on DLC and microtransactions for it. Has it done well? All right, you do It your probably review. sold well. You do your review. Fuck you. Is that all? You, you're just going to ruin the lives of all the people who worked? All the cunts who made this shit. <laughs> oh. What's the name of this? Is it Core Design? It's core design, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Are yeah. they still core design, or are they now called like Square Enix Montreal or some no, shit? No, no, no. They're now called the Avengers team. Yeah. Um. Right. Last thing. <coughs> I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. How was that? The remake, not the originals. I oh. haven't got the originals anymore, which is really annoying. I should have had them. I can't believe I ever sold them. I have them on Dreamcast. I've got Tony no, Hawk's got Three Tony on Hawk's Xbox. Tony Hawk's Two on Dreamcast, yeah, and I've, I've got, got Tony Hawk One on PlayStation. I've got Tony Hawk's Four on Xbox. Okay, okay, so Marvel's and Avengers... Like, okay, should we do the sales charts very quickly? So Marvel Avengers is number one, yeah. followed by Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, followed by 2K21, followed by Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing's still selling very well. Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart's always going to sell very Minecraft well. Minecraft for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. FIFA That's 20. That's the British games chart for you. Yeah. And Ghost of Tsushima at number nine, and then PGA Tour 2K21. But, mm. so, checking this out... Um, it sold less than a third of what Marvel's Spider-Man f- sold on the PS4. Mm. That's fucking staggering, isn't it? Mm. I remember that time Dave told me that he thought Just Cause 4 was going to sell more copies than Super Smash Bros. Just Cause 4, is that out yet? That came out years ago. I thought it was 3 that came, came out. the same time as Smash Bros. Was it 3 that came out? 3 came out years ago. Oh, okay. Anyway, you done. I mean, yeah, I might kill myself. Right, um, I, I, well, I played my review... Put your phone away. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remake. Yeah, the how are one. they? Really fucking good. Do they feel right? Yes, they feel spot on. They yeah. are Tony Hawk's games. They feel just like Project 8, which is what we're after. No, Project 8 was great. I like Project 8. They feel just like Tony Hawk's Underground 2. I don't like the Underground games. No one did. No, people people maintain they're great, but they're American not. They're Wasteland. jackass freaking things. American Wasteland. I didn't like American Wasteland either. No one did. No one did. People claim that's good though, but no, it's it's literally everything from the first two games, all the levels. Like you know, ha- hasn't got all the characters because some of them were like the Spider Man one there and Spider Man in the second one, I think. Yeah. Um, and the first one had Wolverine and something. Was it Wolverine? I don't know. Wolverine was Tony supposed to get three, I think. All right. Yeah. But um, no, it's it's just the original games. You play through the stages, two minute runs, do the charts and challenges. They've still got like the hidden goals that you can do because like if you get like two point five million points on the warehouse, it's like a platinum award. It doesn't tell you about that, but you get rewards for it. Yeah. Um, the closest thing they've done to really modernising the actual gameplay in any way is that there's like challenges to complete. There's thousands of challenges 
for doing okay. all sorts of random stuff and every character's got their own set of challenges and every stage has their own set of challenges and there's like a levelling up thing and when that level ups that unlocks more stuff for like the creator park mode and the creator skater and everything. Yeah. Um but they've they've done stuff like you don't have to play through with every character to unlock stuff. Like in the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, to unlock um Skater's Heaven, you had to complete every challenge and get gold medals with every single character in the game. Yeah. But in this it's like you just have to get the gold medals and hundred percent the levels and you unlock the Skater's Heaven level. Which is like the hidden, sort of like weird interdimensional floaty Was space Tony level. Tony Hawk's Underground 1 that you unlocked the kiss stage? Probably, I don't know. And maybe. you could ride as Gene Simmons? Maybe. They're both yeah. bad games. Um, but no, they, they've just done a really good job of this. Like, it's a bit lame that... Like, I think there should be an option to do the challenges as the other characters, just as an option. Yeah. Um, but they shouldn't count towards unlocks, because the thing is, is the only thing you can really do with the other characters then is go through the levels to get the stat points to pick up, the hidden stat point bonuses. Yeah. Um, which doesn't give you much excuse to go into the levels. Um, and there's hidden stuff in there. There's like Vicarious Visions logos. Every level's got one. Try and find that. There's a little stuffed toy of an alien hidden each level. And it's if you hit the alien on every level... Yeah. Like some of them, there's all sorts of stuff like that. But there's little stuffed toys of aliens. And if you hit every single one of those on every level, you unlock an alien character. Oh, cool. Um but no, if you finish everything on the first Tony Hawk's game, you get like the cheat modes and stuff, mods yeah. as they call them. Is. Moon mode. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's really well, it feels spot on, way more than that Tony Hawk's weird HD one they did not long years ago, ago yeah, um, on the 360. That was like 2009. Yeah, it's quite a while ago. But that was like it didn't feel right, and it didn't play as like fast and smoothly, and like yeah, I think that was a case of. From what I understand as well, some people were saying that like the speed wasn't correct on it, like it was capped out, which meant there were certain jumps you just couldn't make. Yeah, it feels um, like a Silent Hill HD collection sort of situation. Just, yeah, but it wasn't like the original game code. It wasn't like like this one. They've clearly sat there and they've they've timed how long every trick takes to pull off, and they've matched the animations and all this sort of stuff. Like it, like literally in seconds, you'll feel spot on. Um, and you can go through the soundtrack and make sure any of the good songs are on, so you can go through that. Goldfinger! Yeah, Al's playing it, and every now and again it'll play some fucking like, modern song. hip-hop stuff that I can't be bothered with, because modern hip-hop's terrible. You know, uh, it's all weird, mumbly bullshit. Some of it's alright. And none of it makes sense. Just give me, give me House of Pain <gasps> and stuff. Like, you know. Um, and most of the soundtrack for those first two games is there. It's like, there's only missing a handful of tracks. What songs are missing? I can't remember. There's only a handful. Like, you know, I think there's a different Less Than Jake song. and Offspring? Offspring never won the soundtracks for those games back then. Like, the later ones. I think they had one song in one of the later ones. I think Hit That or something was in one of the later games. But um, it's got Superman. That's what's important. It's yeah. got the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, right. It's got uh, Rage Against yeah. Machine stuff. <gasps> Killing in the name. Oh, does a Power Man 5000. <laughs> yeah, it's got When Worlds Collide. My Power Man 5000, the classic. It's got all the good songs um, before it became a weird jackass thing and they kept shoehorning CKY tracks into the game. Um, <clears throat> no Bam Margera, there's a bonus. Yeah. Uh, it's got a nice mix of classic skaters and new skaters and all the old skaters are like done in sort of, they look how they look now. So they've taken, they've, they've rescanned them in so you've got like 50 year old Bob Burnquist and Tony Hawk busting tricks. Rodney Mullin and everything, but you know, and Lissa Steamer and everything, that's quite nice. Got those, got all the classic characters. Um, Jack Black seems to voice every pedestrian in the game, yeah, so I whenever someone's shouting at you, yeah, it's like him, he's Officer Dick, which I haven't unlocked Officer Dick yet. I need to do that. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly, <clears throat> yeah, I'll turn that one off straight away. Like any of the friggin' weird hip hop stuff that's not classic, that, yeah. Pre- uh, in there. yeah, of course, it's uh, Jerry was a race car driver, yeah. um. 
There's one thing I noticed on one level, the school level doesn't have the video screens on it anymore. Because oh. the video screens used to play uh, videos of like Goldfinger music videos and stuff like that. Um, and that's all, it's not there now. But instead they've got things like um, warnings about COVID-19 and stuff. And you can buy a mask and you can get a mask on your character if you want. Um, which is, uh, shows the schools in there taking more responsibility than our schools are. Yep. Um, but no, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've got a learning curve to try and get back into the skill I used to have. Because I used to be able to pull off ridiculous combos with no troubles on that game. Um, I don't find a bit of adjustment with the analog triggers for getting, but they've left them for just getting in and out of the bowl. So they've used that to transfer, you know, if you want to do a spine transfer. Mm. Um, so you know that's fine. They're not an they're not an important one. You don't need them for spins or anything. The vandals are on there again. Yeah. Um, what vandal song was it? I can't remember. Uh, Eurobarge. Yeah, Eurobarge. It's not um, my girlfriend's dead. Which is the, the best classic. One. Bring the noise. Oh, oh and um, Pizza Tran. That's always a classic. I love vandals. But no, it's got like, I think it's like 80 songs on the soundtrack. But it's good that you can turn them off and everything. I've seen people saying the soundtrack feels quieter than they remember it being. But I mean, if it's quiet, just turn down the sound effects and turn your TV up. People seem impossible to do it, incapable of doing that, I find. Um, but yeah, really good game. Um, some nice little additions. There's some of the later unlocks you get are animated board patterns oh, for the cool. base, which is quite neat. Not that you're going to see them. No. Um, but maybe you'll get a brief glimpse when you're doing a, whole, a grab trick. Uh, um, the Crate Escape Park thing that was I think the shot was Tony Hawk's 3 on the PS2 they introduced Crate Escape Park yep. might have been 4 I can't remember no I think it was, it was 3 yeah I can't remember for actually sure. it might have even been 2 no nah, it wasn't it might have been 2 maybe hmm. um, but yeah they got the Skate Park creator thing in there and I played around with that for a bit and got fed up with it because I can't be asked. it's so <laughs> much effort to do that shit nowadays yeah, yeah. it's just like it, it's like anything Like I don't have hours to spend no Putting these things together, and I give. I put a bond together, and I thought the bowl was all lined up and everything. And when I skated, there's little gaps in it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't do that quite right." Did um, can you download people's creations? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you can download other people's park, which, as usual, is mostly ones to get achievements really easily on. Yeah. Um, you know, like massive rails that automatically link together, so you can't really fall off them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, I've had some fun. I've been fun trying to remember how to unlock certain areas. Like I was trying to remember how to open up the um secret area in the school. And it took me ages. You have to grind the bells. No, no, you have to grind a rail before the bell rings. There's a bell that rings 13 seconds or so yeah, after the start of the level. Up the pool. Yeah, I just have pool and the gym. Yeah, yeah. Took me a while to remember how to do that. Um, I like, I do like the ones where they stay permanently open because it always bother me. On, I love the hangar level in Tony Hawk's too, but you have to if you want to open up the two hidden areas in that, yeah. you have to do it every time. Um, I prefer the ones where it does stay open forever once you've done it. Um, the, uh, like, like it's really bad, but Tony Hawk's two. One of my favorite levels is just the really simple like skate park that's like a U shape. You know the one that's like shaped like one well, more like an H that's droopy at the top. It's literally just like a bowl, and you can just like there's that might be the Marseille go- one, the one that's a street skate park. Maybe, maybe there's one of those because there's um three skate parks in each one in there. The last one, Tony Hawk's two, is the bull ring. Yeah, the Mexico bull ring one. Um, I need to unlock the two extra levels though. There's the aircraft crash, a helicopter crash, isn't there? Which is the when you start the ball ring, the helicopter flies over and you hear it oh, crash. Yeah. Um, the last one, skate is heaven. Um, but no, it's just properly really good. Okay, it's not. It's just spot on. It's friggin' I'm exactly the you game you want to play. Game on your Xbox, yeah. On your Xbox One, yeah. You know, HDR is really good on it. It's got, is it? It's actually got calibration tools it's, in it. The 4K on Avengers was shit. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, did the Xbox recently add a HDR calibration tool? Because I spotted it the other day. No, and I no, can't remember it being there before. It's always been there, but is it's it? only it's only compatible with HDR10. Is it? Yeah, it makes a difference on the games, doesn't it? Just no, no. It just means that, it just means that the console itself yeah. won't recognise a TV that doesn't meet HDR10 compliancy. So it doesn't give you That's the option. Standard. No, HDR is the standard, but HDR10 is like Samsung, LG, and something else. Oh, my TV does HDR10. It does indeed. Yeah. You got Samsung. Yeah. yeah, but it looks really nice. Um, That's cool. And you know, you can always like bump up the brightness. I mean, if you really want to have proper HDR, what you do is you bump up the white balance massively and the brightness scale to the top, so that the moment any tiny little bit of sunlight hits the camera, you just get blinded, can't see anything. Cool. That's what you should do. I discovered that when I was messing around with Assassin's Creed Origins HDR <laughs> settings. When I was like, yeah, I think I can go higher than that, and then I looked at the sun in the desert, <gasps> and it's reflecting off the water below. How does Trump like, do this all the time? Ah. Uh, but um, no, it, I I can't fault it. It's that's good. Fans, great, flipping, fantastic. Is this going to get released on the Switch? This rumored because people found the um the Switch input, the controls for the Switch. Isn't it? A lot of people read into that a lot, but to be honest, when you're developing games and stuff, mm. sometimes the inputs and stuff are just you just put them in there anyway. Sometimes people do it, and so plus those could just be there because the PC version could use a Switch controller. Well, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes yeah. you do it just because people plug a Switch yeah. controller into the PC. It's, it's like the people best. go through the code. And they go, "Oh, we found the Xbox symbols mm. in the PlayStation version." Just because they didn't remove them, they just left them in the it's thing honestly, of junk. The Switch Pro controller is one of the best controllers, anyway. Hmm. I was tempted to give it a try on the Xbox, see if it would work. Um, it probably does, doesn't it? Oh, on the Xbox, yeah. yeah. I had because um, the Pro Pad's got the nice clicky f- shoulder buttons, and everything. I had an old media file that I wanted to play the other day. I had mm. a long time ago when I was testing TVs at Curry's. I used to have a USB that had Iron Man on it, yeah. but it was like a weird 2K render that Samsung provided for testing purposes. And it was on a USB that you plug in. Samsung TVs would play it with no issue, and other TVs they wouldn't <coughs> be able to decode it. Plugged it into the Xbox the other day, it ran fine. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's just like a PC. Yeah. Mm. It's probably an MKV file. It's not. No. Uh, M2TS encoded like an MP4. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the audio is done multi-track, <laughs> but the film file itself is like 8 gigs in total. But yeah, it's like a 2K render. It's a really nice... It's The reason they used to use it to test TVs is because you, you the, the rule of thumb was you'd only ever play the first five minutes, but I had the full film because they never cut the clip out of it. <laughs> and it was just the way that the cars look as they're coming down the desert. And as it comes into focus... You can literally just see stones and sand and all this Ooh. detail and like the dust kicking up. That film's beautiful. I think it's the only. Is it one of the only Marvel films shot on film? Probably. Because I don't think any of the others are, are they? No, I mean it's all the digital hat transfer at that point, wasn't it? Yeah. So when all the films were switching to digital. Around Iron Man, Iron Man was on film. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got a grain still. It's got like a natural grain instead of a digital grain. Yeah. You can always tell the difference because they repeat the pattern on digital grain. It looks fucking horrendous. You can look at the screen and see like 16 instances of the same movement. It's like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Tony Oxpro Skater 1 2. Give it a whirl. It's like 40 quid, isn't it, for the standard version? I brought the deluxe edition, though. Yeah. Which um, just has some retro skins, and you get a, a skeleton skateboarder. In America, for a hundred dollars, they had a version that came with a board as well. Yeah, Tony Hawk's ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. Oh, you! I got it for a fiver. Dumb fuck! I got it for a fiver from Curry's. Idiot! They put it into clearance, so I got it brand new for a fiver. I played it for about fifteen minutes before I went. I wonder if I can use a controller. You can't. Nah. <laughs> it had buttons on the side of it. Yeah. it had like X and A. 
On the side of it, it's so fucking weird. It's terrible. Uh, oh, here you go. So, yeah, so it was shot on um, shot on film using the Araflex 235 cameras. Mm. Um, God, it was great. Ivan, man. Ivan, man. Anyway, I'm done. Not really much more to say about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 no. 2 because it's, it's so Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. But really nice looking. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, I, guess I haven't that's... played multiplayer because I can't be asked. Fuck no, it. fuck that. <laughs> what are you playing? The Avengers? Yeah. Um, all right, well, I guess that's the end of the episode then. Yeah. That went smoothly. Yeah, you say that. I mean, I made a lot of noises. Yeah. Didn't pee, though. No. That you know of. Mm. Um, okay, well, that's the end of Crit Apocalypse episode 143. I'm Matt, you're Ant, and where can they find you? At LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter, on YouTube, mm. Mellow Gaming, mm. and also... And also, what else do you do? Playground reviews? You doing those? Yeah. Playground reviews. <laughs> uh, your Super Sentai channel. Super reacting Sentai Senpai. I always get it wrong in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Reacting mm. Sentai. Sometimes I think you do on purpose. Reacting Sentai Yopper Ranger. Yeah. Yeah! Actually remembered it. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? All right. You love that. You love Sentai's, Super and otherwise. Mm. Um, what's coming up on that channel? Nothing, because me and Kevin haven't got anything left. We've got oh. to record something tomorrow. Okay, cool. All right. We've got to do something on the internet. I'm going to do a new thing. All right, cool. Mm. Are you going to be playing the, uh, the live game? No, we're going to do a film review. Oh, yeah. holy shit. Is it, um, is it uh, Kamen Rider? Shin yeah, Kamen Rider? I'll get Kevin to watch Carbon Rider. I have to force him to watch stuff. <laughs> All right. Okay. You can find me at at Chris Apocalypse on Twitter and YouTube. That's it, really. No. So I should just stop the thing now. I'm 32 now, Ant. No. Oh man. No. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna have to start teaching my pitch to take over when I die. Yeah. Well, you got your AI to take over. Yes. Well, not yet. Not yet. I've got to program that. Come on. It's very technical. Very technical. It's gonna make racist. Your driver tar from Forza Motorsports gonna <laughs> take over. It's essentially going to become a racist monster in the future. No matter how good I try and be, no matter how much I try and challenge people with stupid ideas about bigotry and other horrible shit, Robot Me is going to turn into a bigot. Yeah. The internet's a horrible place. It'll corrupt the best of us. Mm. Either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Oh. That's what the incels say. Yeah, because they've only ever seen (laughs) four films. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Say goodbye. Is Bane a Chad? (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.